This is the open bar, opening bar. Actually, I think I forgot this part. <laughs> Thanks for listening all up in your car. YouTube Live is where we are. Wait, are we J Mike? That's my co-host, by the way. They sorta call me Gabe on the mic every booze day. Oops, I meant Tuesday. Though really, who's to say? I think it's about time to press play. Go. Last and then for uh, Mr. Scott, I met him in Columbus for our new Ohio only draft. So this is this is my summer love and catching up to me in in the beginning of October, and I am um, I'm, I'm thrilled to be able to to catch back up with these folks. This is good stuff. So thank you guys again. I appreciate that. Could you possibly give us a better example of the whole summer loving thing, J. Mike? Just, just <laughs> quick, real, because I don't understand. I've never, I've never seen Greece, so if you could just maybe give me a good rundown. Well, of how that goes. It, it all starts with uh, the fact that I've got chills, and um, some might say they're electrifying. Ah. <laughs> and 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 sometimes I feel like I'm losing control. Um, because sometimes the power that that you, you the viewer, you the listener, you the guests, you G money that you're supplying. I'm just I, I, I listen. I can't. I can't. I can't even finish. I'm I'm, I'm stunned. <laughs> Come on, I want it. I want the pipes. Give it to me, J. Mike. Nah. Sing it. Come on. <laughs> can't do it. I, how are you going to bring out Greece, the example, Greece metaphor, and not come through? Because that wasn't the, the the whole point was, hey, yeah, I met all no, these people this well, summer and they're here with me now. Like, hey, it's like, you know what? Never mind. Yeah, Wait a minute. This is why we can't have nice things. Oh, I thought. Oh, my God. I pressed, You're not supposed to be on his side on his team. <laughs> Thank you. Unbelievable. I pressed play because you threatened a grease metaphor. You sing. People like to hear you sing. Why didn't you <laughs> sing? Why aren't you singing? We can That's wait. We have all night. We have all night. Uh, would you look at that? Uh, we've, we're, we've gone live, apparently. Indeed, we're live. It's the open bar. We're live. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we're live on the open bar. It's Tuesday. It's 9.30 Eastern-ish. We even started a little bit early, you know, ish, because I thought that J. Mike was going to uh, bless us with that golden, golden uh, uh, esophagus. No. <laughs> that golden esophageal lining. <laughs> Whoa, what 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 is going on here? <laughs> uh, nonetheless, we're live. Uh, we've got people here. We'll get to those people in a second. We won't introduce them like at the end of the show, like we did last week. <laughs> um, J. Mike, how are you, my friend? Listen, uh, as I said before. Uh, this this is this is a real treat for me tonight, so I'm good. Uh, excited to be here. Uh, it has been a long week, and I already thought that today was still Monday, and that for whatever reason we were podcasting on a Monday. Um, Scott can attest to that, as he can here in, here in just a few moments. But uh, no, it's it's good to be here. It's good to be able to to chop it up with you again, uh, Gabe, and and the fact that we are a mere what week and a half away from the reuniting. Uh, I'm I'm excited. I'm excited to be here for that and to be able to uh, have you come up to, to to my neck of the woods uh, to watch our beloved Jaguars take on the Bengals. So I'm I'm excited about that as well. So um, yeah, it'll be a good time, man. I'm I am I'm riding high while extra tired at the same time. 
I don't know how I'm doing it, but I'm doing it. It's the best way to ride, my friend. I'm excited. <laughs> I'm excited for Jaguars, Bengals. I don't know if I'm excited about that part, but get the dub, yeah. <laughs> Be entertaining to watch the shoe. You gotta get your gear in order there, J Mike. It's sneaking up there, buddy. And uh <laughs> Hmm? With with the way the shipping is, you're right. I probably won't even have it in time, sadly. Yeah. God. All right. Um, well, people are here. Other people. Uh, all people I have never met before on the internet, at least in person. Um, we'll start with the people who were least prepared for tonight because they didn't know this was a video podcast. <laughs> and we have to, first of all, apologize for that. Um, but second of all, just kind of flex a little bit because we have – you know, we have you in the flesh. We have you El Natural, you know, yeah. not o- organic, non-GMO, gluten-free. Like we have y'all like ready to go. So, you know, Kate, Michelle, how are you? <laughs> we're I'm happy to have you. Gluten-free. We oh, also did okay. like, uh, we were a few blocks away and we looked at the clock. We we're like, we're supposed to be on a podcast in about three minutes. So we started sprinting <laughs> with the dog. <laughs> we were very unprepared for this. But no, we we're always prepared with our best selves. Yeah, I, I got it all up here. I'm, I'm ready to go. Yeah, hey. yeah, I was wondering if if you made the show sheet, and it sounds like you did. Uh, it is all up there. Then that will do just fine for us tonight. And, and good, I mean, a really good podcast to just be late for. I mean, so kudos to you for that. <laughs> the open bar, well, done. well done. Exactly, it's our brand. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. And uh, J. Mike, you, you never introduced me to to this guy. Like, I don't even know this guy. I mean, he you added him to the little DM group that we had, and I didn't know who this guy was. I didn't. I, I still don't. OK, uh, I had to hit the follow back because I, I was that kind of person, you know, uh, can't keep up <laughs> with all the, the Twitter followings. So, J. Mike, I, I think you deserve to introduce our next guest. Next guest hails from Ohio, O-H-I-O, as the kids say. Uh, He is a Kentucky Wildcat fan just like myself. Hashtag BBN. Ryan McDowell, I see you in the chat. What's cracking? BBN all over the place. Uh, He is uh, my first time meeting uh, Mr. Scott, or at least hearing his smooth, delicious, dulcet tones, uh, was on the Trade Addicts podcast. And then from there, I was able to meet him and be in the same league as him in the hashtag OHFF Dynasty League. Shout out to Dynasty Madman for that. The one, the only, don't call me no chill, Scott Connor. What's cracking, Scott? That was nah. Yeah, I, I'm like blown away at that introduction. I didn't expect that. I expect, uh, hey, Scott, tell everybody who you are and whatnot. Yeah, I'm glad to be here. This has been a uh, long time coming uh, to join you guys on the show. Uh, listen to it. I can't say every single episode, but I listen to a lot of podcasts. But that's basically where I came from. Uh, I'm the one that probably plays in more Dynasty Leagues than anybody you know. Uh, probably sets more lineups on a weekly basis than anybody you know. Uh, my girlfriend probably is about to kill me uh, for being constantly talking about fantasy football. Uh, but that I guess that comes with the territory. We've been dating about four years, so I think that has kind of gotten to the point where it's been accepted at this point. But yeah, I'm glad to be here. Uh, really, you just find me at Dynasty Command Center. That's where I spend almost all my time uh, between that 
in different podcasts. That's pretty much where you can find me and Twitter. So glad to be here. Thanks for having me on. Pleasure, pleasure to have you, Scott, and to, to meet you genuinely. Um, and, you too. Uh, good location as far as the the girlfriend goes. I mean, it it appears. Are you in a garage or a basement? I'm Where in the garage. Fun? That's that's because I can get away in the garage, and there's not a constant ruckus. There's uh, five cats and a dog and. Uh-huh. Uh, a pretty messy house inside. So this is normally where I do all my podcasting and all my fancy football stuff. So yes, I am in the garage. That is my office. Okay. <laughs> how, do, how do the acoustics hit? Can we get a little summer loving? Huh? Huh? Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. It's, it's dead quiet. I, I just don't know. This is the first year I've kind of transitioned everything into the garage as a little office, uh, but we'll see how it hits when the Ohio winter hits here in about a month or two. I don't know if it's going to be able to last all summer in here because it gets oh, yeah. a little, it's already getting a little chilly. You can't stay in there. You can't. Oh, stay I, in I have to. Like this is, this is my spot, man. Inside. This is my spot. Get a nice this pair of snow, 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 snow pants, snow boots. It'll be fine. You'll be all right. Well, you see a car in the background, but if I panned over a little bit, there's a massive TV right over here. There's yeah. a lazy boy. In between there, there's a bench press so that I can get my workout on. So it's pretty sweet. Okay. Is it not cold? Did I miss where you're from? Ohio. I'm in Columbus. Yeah. It's uh yeah, it's cold. <laughs> it will be cold. It's not cold right now though. Oh. It's about oh. 70 right now. So I'm yeah, I'm good. Okay. I can bear <laughs> it until it gets about below zero. All right. I'm um, a lot. Yeah, I'm a lot wimpier than you. I'm yeah. in a long sleeved shirt and sweatpants. Yeah. It's hard I, have to I have layers on right yeah. now and I'm indoors. It'll come to that but- soon. Yeah, but but if I remember correctly, the beginning of the summer when you guys were first recording for Ball Blast, you guys were recording in the stickiest and hottest of attics (laughs) because you were that dedicated (laughs) to getting the podcast off the ground. So, I mean, it it, it seems like it swings both ways. That's a bar. Yeah, wow. every every like ten minutes, I'd have to like pause the podcast just yeah. to wipe my brow, like <laughs> so it didn't ruin my mic. It's disgusting, <laughs> but we made it to the other side, freezing my butt off now. You you all are you are you all are just showing that you're dedicated to the craft. That's what it is, oh, professionals. Yeah. <laughs> That's how it was like two weeks ago when it was 95 degrees. Right. I'm sitting here just sweating like a madman and had to keep going inside and wiping my brow off. Cause it's just constantly sweating all day. Um, we are, we have comments in the, the so-called chat already, um, live on Periscope and YouTube. YouTube's kind of our mainstay cause that's where all the peeps hang, but we're also on Periscope where you can, you know, that's where most people are these days uh, or these hours, um, of the day rather is on Twitter. So, um, Aaron, Aaron B, he's, he's about here every week. He says to the, to the first podcast pod guest that can truly pop the hood on oh, cam. Man. And he's talking to <laughs> you, Scott, what can you do for your, can you, can you pop the hood? <laughs> no, I can't, I can't move. It'll ruin my whole setup. I just can't get anything out of anyone tonight. <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to go to the ball blast girls and they're going to give me a, a scene from Greece. I, I guarantee it. We literally. I've never seen the full movie. Oh boy. Done. Uh, <laughs> oh, we're done. Yeah, we're done. I know. I didn't. I didn't mean to do this. You know the premise of Greece? Yeah, I know. Oh that. my god. But, okay. 
all right, we're fine. <laughs> I'm like that dog sipping coffee right yes. now. Yes. <laughs> we know I don't watch It's not a movie. It's Greece. Yeah. It's a musical. If it's over oh 30 minutes, I'm not doing it. Oh my God. Oh, unbelievable. Netflix ruins people. How about how about <laughs> Greece too? At least Greece too. You've had to have yeah. seen Greece. I've seen that like five times. Yep. <laughs> I don't think I've seen Greece too. I don't, I hope I haven't. I can't remember. <laughs> um, okay. Well, let's, we'll try a segue here. Uh, summer loving. All right. Um, what is a player that you were summer loving having hey. a blast and through five weeks of the season, you are still loving and having a blast, possibly a ball blast. Ooh, look at you go. He's back. Wow. <laughs> Michelle, do you want to kick it off? Yeah, I thought you're going a different way with this question. So I had my guy that like totally broke my heart. Um, oh, we like to flex on this pod. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know who I'm loving on? I'm going a little bit deeper here. John Brown. I'm just obsessed with this dude. I have been all off season. And he's been, you know, he's been pretty consistent. He hasn't ever, he hasn't given you too many stinkers. He's been a really consistent lover, you know? Hey. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> and then his upcoming schedule after the bye is, like, unreal. He has Miami twice, I think Washington, Cleveland, like some really nice matchups for uh, the passing game. So I'm excited for Josh Allen and John Brown. That's a good one. What about you? Uh, my guy, it's got to be Derrick Henry, right? Like Derrick Henry was my boy all off season, and I was just fighting to the death with everybody <laughs> telling them that, like, no, like we read the signals wrong last year. Like they were never promising us a a true workhorse workload for Derrick Henry before. I was like, all the signs say that we were we just we read the stars wrong, and it's going to happen in 2019. Through five games, he's got 19 carries, 15, 17, 27, 20. Already have five touchdowns on the season. One of them receiving. I thought Derrick Henry had no hands, yo. <laughs> but I, I'm not saying that Derrick Henry is Christian McCaffrey, but I'm saying he has been a very stable fantasy asset that has not totally pooped your team. Workhorse. He's a workhorse. He's a workhorse. He's got some juicy matchups too. You got Denver, Los Angeles Chargers, what they allow just I'm gonna go 180. Right 180 rushing yards. <laughs> we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna eat. It's difficult to name a workhorse so far, and I think that Derrick Henry kind of at least fits that mold. <laughs> so yeah, give us some credit. He's he's got he's got the broken tackles. He's yep. He's getting things done. Buffalo, not the easiest of matchups. Jacksonville, not the easiest. I, I think he's going to, to continue to produce and I think he's gonna continue to see carries because it's it's not you know, like what else do you got? Deion Lewis, come on. Not happening. Yeah, and I think one of the one of the things that I think's been most um I don't know if it's shocking, but what we didn't anticipate with Derrick Henry was the fact that he was going to be incredibly relevant regardless of game script. Mm -hmm. Like they're just deciding, look, we're we're giving him the ball regardless we don't care if we don't care if we're down big we don't care if we're up big we don't care what the script is derrick henry's going to touch the ball and that's been good to see in the midst of mariota being super disappointing so yeah Derek, that's a that's a really good one 
All right. Something just to stem on the Derrick Henry. I mean, it, one of the skills that I don't think gets enough credit right now in NFL in terms of running backs is the guys they can handle the 25 touches a week. Talk about we're it. Seeing it with, yeah. We're seeing it with Leonard Fournette. And yeah, everyone says, well, Leonard Fournette's going to get hurt. You know what? There's probably a good likelihood that he's going to get banged up this season at some point. Mm -hmm. uh, but until then, I mean, there's this is a skill that not a lot of guys have that can go out there and basically just give him the ball 20 plus times every single week uh, and know that, you know, you know what you're going to get from him. And you see that with Fournette. I mean, he really doesn't ever come off the field. I never thought I would see that from him, uh, even through five games. I mean, I never thought he'd hold up to that, but it looks like he may. I mean, he may just do it. So I think that's a skill that doesn't really get talked about a lot. And there's a lot of running backs that produce, you know, good good numbers, but they're not getting it that way. They need explosive plays or they need receptions to do it. So I think that's something that Derrick Henry doesn't get enough credit for. Yeah, he missed, uh, I think, on the season. I don't know what the percentage is. I'm guessing close to 99% of his career games he's been active for. Um, yeah. Not getting those those 20 touches in all of them because he, he, he didn't see them last season but hey he's seeing him now i love it i'm sticking with him moving forward i i still think he's a great buy low on this season because i don't think anybody's like he's just been consistent as hell and i don't think anybody's still bought into him and for dynasty you know henry was always one of those guys that was in that kind of in that group of running backs that you want to be cautious of potentially holding mm -hmm. through this season but i think that my my narrative on him has changed because i think that his limited skill set is going to be a turnoff for teams in free agency. I don't see, you know, someone going out and paying him because of his perceived lack of being a good receiver. So I actually see him as a fairly safe asset that I think is probably going to come back to Tennessee. Uh, that he's not going to be as coveted as you would think. We probably covet us in terms of getting a big contract. So I actually think he's pretty insulated from a dynasty standpoint. Like, you know, I don't see them drafting somebody with a similar profile. They'll probably bring in somebody as a pass catcher, uh, but I actually think he's a pretty safe running back going forward, and you can't say that about a lot of running backs right now. Hmm. That's incredibly – that's an astute point because from, from a yeah. value perspective, you'd think that uh, – and I don't even know that I even gave his free agency, upcoming free agency, a ton of play in my head, but just like you were saying, he, he's – and especially with what he's proving now – with the fact that now all of a sudden he's game script proof and uh, he he's able to give you just enough in every aspect of the game to be viable, but not so much that they're probably going to be paying him in the offseason. If he comes back to Tennessee, it's just going to be more of the same, depending upon who they bring in a quarterback, because it's still Vrabel as the head coach. He's still going to want to run the ball and play really good defense. So uh, maybe maybe Derrick Henry's a lot safer than, than, than we anticipated. I like that. That's. Yeah, and you know what, like his his you know lackluster performance. It's, I mean, he had how much time as what should have been the running back one, and he just didn't make it happen. So, you know, it, it, the fact that he's got a small sample size of that consistent production only helps Tennessee get him on a cheaper deal. Sorry, guys, our dogs That's make gusting like nearly impossible. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> It's so it's so hard. We <laughs> it takes us like two hours to record our podcast, yeah, because they interrupt us so much, and we have to stop. We're still happy to. We do it we today. can't we can't have that happen here. We, <laughs> we can't stop the pod. We can't end the broadcast. Okay, 
Look, look, we have to keep going. We have to keep talking about Derrick Henry. Baker. I think we I think we jinxed Baker Mayfield, guys. It's no, I think we jinxed our dog. This is our Baker. fault. <laughs> our puppy is such a terror, and I think that was our fault because we named him Baker. Yeah. Yeah. No. <laughs> what? In the meantime, no. it's a beer since this is called the open bar. So hey. Good call. Nice pivot. Well, pumpkin. Yeah. yeah, great. <laughs> Steve. Uh, Scott, do you have a player or did, or did you just want to piggyback on Derrick Henry literally because you could get on top of Derrick Henry and he could still just He's score touchdowns? He carry He's off. Very large We're still talking about Derrick Henry. Yeah. Still. Is that how long you went on for? Yeah. <laughs> no, I... no, they got me. Yeah, I'll, go in... <laughs> I'll go in a piece. I want, I wish I had those tree trunks for legs. Come on. No, Ridiculous. Or that pretty braid. I can't braid my hair like that. <laughs> Beautiful. Derrick Henry. Oh, one of our followers. Stop uh, talking about Derrick oh Henry. Oh, my God. No, I have one more shout out. One more shout out. One of our followers today sent me a GIF. He he makes these GIFs by Photoshopping heads onto bodies. And he did. He made a GIF of me and Derrick Henry hugging. And Aww. it's so beautiful. <laughs> And that's it. That was it. That was a great story. <laughs> Derek Henry. <laughs> the things that make our day. It made my day. And, and nothing was ever the same, ever. <laughs> All right. I got a shout out to Marcus Robinson. And hey. I, I'll say that just because I have an absolute obsession with just mining the very bottoms of Dynasty rosters every single week. Uh, it's going through and trying. I mean, I sit here. J. Mike, in our Ohio Fantasy League, I'm putting in waiver claims today, and I'm going, do I want to drop Richie James for Scotty Miller? And I'm trying to sit here weighing, okay, which one has higher upside? You know, I love Scotty Miller, but he wasn't playing for a couple weeks, and now all of a sudden he's starting to get snaps. I'm envisioning he's the next Adam Humphreys, and Richie James is the number five receiver on a team that can't figure out who their receivers are. So I'm kind of – I mean, that's the kind of decision that I weigh every single week, but – Demarcus Robinson was someone I've just been collecting. I think I was over 20 dynasty shares at one point, just waiting for these volatile receivers on the Chiefs to go down. And of course, the Tyreek Hill stuff happens, and then he gets injured in week one, and then you know Sammy Watkins can't hold up for more than a month. Uh, so Demarcus Robinson actually gave me a couple startable weeks, and so I got to shout that one out as uh, a hit for the summer and someone that I'm kind of still – still on because there's going to be one of the starters. It seems like it's going to be constantly volatile in that offense. So Demarcus Robinson, that's mine. So is Demarcus Robinson a guy like, obviously the, the hype is going to fade with Tyree kill returning. Is he somebody that you're making offers for at this point to get him on your roster as a, a long-term stash? Are you just giving him like the salute for, for the Tyree kill filling? So, I had to actually sell some Demarcus Robinson shares because I had so many, so I, I can't buy any right now, but I'd still recommend it. Uh, he's going to be a free agent too. Uh, was a good prospect from Florida and really just never got his opportunity. Um, I can see him being a player that ends up getting a better opportunity after next season somewhere else. Uh, but he obviously has a rapport with Patrick Mahomes. And if you, if you want to hold the fourth receiver in an offense, that's the one you want to hold it in. I mean, we've seen basically whoever's on the field uh, regardless of who the three receivers are, can have a massive game at any point. So, that, I mean, that was the narrative behind him. But if you guys remember, he was the one 
he he actually caught the first pass from Patrick Mahomes in the NFL. I mean, those guys were, I mean, they were lockstep in the preseason when Mahomes was a rookie. Uh, Robinson was his guy. Uh, and he just really never, you know, he was mixed in with, you know, he was getting the fourth, you know, he was fourth in snaps behind Chris Conley. And then when Conley left, he essentially became the number three. Um, and then the Hardman draft kind of muddied it up a little bit, but still, I mean, he doesn't play the same role as Hardman. So I think he's someone that still keep on your roster, but I would buy it when he, when they get healthy, essentially, I still think he's going to outsnap Hardman because he's, he plays a different role. And Lockett uh, so I stay healthy ever. And he's already ex- had ex- two injuries. So I think he gets on the field more often than Hardman. If Tyreek comes back and then Watkins is hurt. Now listen real quick, real quick. And, and, and Scott, you can keep going. I, I just need to let you guys know. Uh, of a of a rule on the show, there's only so much Sammy Watkins slander that I can take. <laughs> I love um, him. I love him. Yes, I do too. Uh, and and I've had way too many podcasts today taking victory laps and and talking over his grave, and I've not appreciated it. So I'm a little bit you know, I'm a little sensitive right now. It's been a long day. So if we can chill with it, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> anywho, Scott, you were saying I have Watkins in way too many leagues. I need him to stay healthy, but. Come on, talk about it. Well, I mean, it's just it, from a prospect himself, I don't think this would be a player that would necessarily stand out amongst others, but the situation obviously props him up. Uh, it's kind of similar, it, uh, like Josh Reynolds. It looks like he's going to get an opportunity now with Cooks down. Uh, very similar situation, but I don't think the offense props him up nearly as much as the Chiefs would prop up Demarcus Robinson. So that that, that was kind of the narrative why you'd want to hold so many shares of him versus you know, the fourth receiver on another offense. Uh, but, I mean, I think he's a good player, and I think he has a future somewhere else after he leaves Kansas City. And he's done enough this year to show that, I mean, he can play. So, I love Matt Williams' comment. <laughs> yes, where did Scott find the Blair Witch filter for his webcam? <laughs> and uh, that's, that's all I got. <laughs> that's a pretty good one. <laughs> I done the filter things. I could really use a redness remover. Redness remover, maybe some C- sepia. Just a uh, fake makeup. Yeah, filter. Snapchat, maybe. Oh yeah. my god, Snapchat. I am beautiful in Snapchat. <laughs> I, I like. I like taking selfie on Snapchat, but I'm like, damn girl, like okay. The princess filter is like no other. <laughs> I look. Yeah, I look like a princess for sure. That, and that, that's like, way too many people. That's way too many people's profile pictures. It's like oh, oh, stars yeah. and stuff hanging around their heads. Like, what are y'all? Yep. <laughs> like, I know that's that's not a real butterfly hovering around your head. Why are you lying right now? No, that's the case. Fifty degrees outside. Like, that's being yeah. a catfish. That's oh, being yeah. a catfish. There are so many guys that are like, "What? You look nothing like your picture." And I'm like, "Did you expect all the daisies and crap <laughs> floating around your head? Like, what did you think was gonna happen? Like, it takes away all the bonuses. Oh yeah, perfection. You look perfect, and then like you know, like. Two hours later, I'll be on my phone and I'll accidentally open up the regular camera and I'm like, ah! Yeah. And- yeah. <laughs> it, it has me thinking for a second that you're uh, prettier than you really are. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, shoot. <laughs> when you get back to the regular yeah. camera. The, non- the gluten-free version. <laughs> Where my butterflies at? <laughs> Where my crown at? I mean, dang. <laughs> uh, Gabe, Gabe, you never gave us your, your summer loving. Uh, who, who's killing it right now? I've got mine locked and loading it in the chamber, by the way. Uh, yeah, well, maybe you ought to go since I didn't think I, I thought I could just host and not answer questions. Psych. I Psych. The unanimous answer is Derek Henry. I think everyone. No. That, <laughs> go ahead, J. Mike. I'll think of one real quick. 
we we liked it. Well, I like the answer. Great answer, uh, Kate. But no, that that is not unanimous. Uh, <laughs> mine is uh, we we wanted to to lay him to rest, uh, and and Trubisky tried to bury my guy, hey. but Allen Robinson. Uh, don't look now. Wide receiver one, Allen Robinson. Not one overall, but he's top twelve right now. Uh, and if Chase Daniel can continue to just throw it in his general vicinity, life is going to be really good. <laughs> so so <laughs> I'm here for all the Allen Robinson love right now. He's uh, 42 targets on the year, 31 catches, uh, and, and and lots of room to grow as it pertains to just getting him the freaking ball because he's really stinking good. So hopefully Nagy can stop trying to act like he's uh, smarter and better than each and every person and coach uh, and mind that's ever been a part of the game. Uh, and if we can focus on a Rob being a focal point of the offense and stop screwing around, uh, no matter who's back there, because uh, we saw even Trubisky uh, against the Packers defense, which low key, the Packers defense is giving it up to a whole lot of wide receivers this year, low key. But um, the fact that Allen Robinson can come out and and be really good in just about any situation, um, the fact that last season was not an aberration. It was the fact that Trubisky kept overthrowing and sailing balls left and right. Uh, Allen Robinson looks good, guys. Uh, he, he looks back to being uh, what I had hoped he'd become after he got out of Jacksonville, sadly, <laughs> after he got over the knee injury. Uh, Allen Robinson's here, and I think that he's an asset uh, that is still probably slept on in a lot of places. So if you can get him uh, on the low, here's hoping that Trubisky – uh, is is supplanted somehow by I don't know Gardner Minshew maybe hello uh, something like that in, in the coming days that'd be like great. Poor Allen Robinson had to play with Blake Bortles and now Mitch Trubisky and Chase Daniel like oh my god what would Patrick play? yeah like what if you right. play with Patrick Mahomes or just even a middle of the pack quarterback like a a Matthew Stafford like how good would Allen Robinson be? He looks incredible, so healthy, yeah. so healthy. Come yeah, on, feels but, bad. Man. That was a miss by me, by yeah. far. Yeah. But you know what? Like, I I don't think I gave him enough credit. Just maybe that he wasn't. Um, I mean, you got to talk about the quarterback play first of all, but also like it, some guys, it just takes them a little while to trust that knee to be able to go up and make some of those big plays that they're they're necessarily capable of. And maybe maybe that was just part of Allen Robinson's you know overall healing process. I I don't know, but he looks healthy. He's uh, Ranked 31 amongst wide receivers in target accuracy from his quarterback. And what do you say, J. Mike? Uh, where is he ranked? Uh, what, 11? He's 13th so far. Yeah, 13th. 13. In PPR leagues. Yep. Beautiful. I love it. Uh, it, it almost feels in Dynasty, it almost feels like it, you, you want to say that it caps, you know, his potential just because of his, his tandem. But, uh, he's just so good. How can yeah, you lay I'm off of it? Last. Are there yeah. any Chicago fans here? No. Okay. <laughs> there, there, there are Anthony Miller fans here, though. So there are <laughs> at least one of those. Yeah. At least one of those. Yeah. I think that is certainly capped, J. Mike, and you yeah, have to be concerned about the, the QB play. That that was the thing, though. We 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 knew that if you were going to be buying in as uh, on Chicago being an offense that could take a step forward and be really fun to watch, like like we saw with the Chiefs kind of morph into something different last season. Um, we, we knew that if we were going to believe in Nagy, if we were going to believe in all these weapons that were coming back, David Montgomery being injected into the system, we knew that we had to trust Trubisky if we truly 
uh, believed in the potential of the offense and believing in him was a scary proposition from the jump. And obviously he has proved <laughs> many of the naysayers correct thus far. Hopefully when he gets healthy, he can, I don't even know what at this point, but uh, just, just throw Allen Robinson the ball at the end of the day. I don't care what you do. Get Allen the ball. We can all agree that watching Matt Nagy call a game is the worst experience known to man, right? We agree. <laughs> it is so awesome. it drives me crazy. Like, it drives me crazy. It's on, only worse is uh, Greg Olson, the, the offensive coordinator, not the tight end. <laughs> <laughs> Although Greg Olson himself is not been too hot the last two weeks, but we'll for, we'll forgive him. Maybe it's time for Ian Thomas. I don't know. Hey. Hey. Um, Ian Thomas. My is doppelganger. My, my doppelganger in the chat. Um, the, my twin J Mike uh, dropped a fantastic question <laughs> on us real quick. OBJ or Allen Robinson, rest of season. Oh, it's Allen. It's Robinson. Allen Robinson. It. I was very low on OBJ, though, this whole offseason. Anyone who expected him to join a new team in a new city in a new system and kill it right off the bat was just delusional. Wide receivers don't do that. Like, it, it's hey, real, quick, real quick, one more time. What's your dog's name? Baker. Oh, okay. I'm not saying that's Baker's fault. I, I think the connection between them would be will be great next year. But I've been saying that all offseason. Like, don't be excited about OBJ. I didn't take him in anything. That was not going to be good. But I also was low on Allen Robinson. But right now, give me Allen Robinson. For this season. Yeah, I mean, I think the Browns really have to focus on fixing their offensive line. If they're going to give OBJ time to get open and run the routes that he is, God has designed him to run, I think they've got to fix that offensive line. He's not doing anything as long as Baker's running for his life. It's just not happening. Hmm. I usually find success uh, when, when Baker gets rid of the ball quicker. And that, uh, you know, with the, with the play action or just a, a quicker throw or just letting things develop and he stays in the pocket or whatever, it always seemed like that's when an OBJ um, play would happen. Um, you know, and also to the degree that OBJ had a, a few drops. <laughs> he did. His hands are looking yeah, it's off. He said, give, give Cleveland a left tackle, and I think OBJ already gets better. They just need to go do whatever they can to go get Trent Williams, and I think that changes the whole team. I think that makes them go from a playoff team to a 6-10 and ten team. Hmm. From a right. 6-10 and ten team to a playoff team. Yeah, that's <laughs> that math there. The, uh, Scott, where, where, do you, where did you land with that uh, as it pertains to, to OBJ versus A-Rob? Uh oh, he's, uh -oh. he's sleezing right now. Th those eyes, baby. Where I can't that. <laughs> there he is. Now he's just staring us down. Oh, no, sorry. No, sorry. <laughs> Cut out. See, okay. So I've, I've been listening to what you guys are saying. And all I can say is this I think that the Browns have to completely revamp what they're trying to do and get the ball to Mayfield's hands a lot quicker. I mean, where are the bubble screens to Odell? I haven't seen one. Uh, that's been success. Maybe, maybe it's just not in the offense yet. I don't know, but I haven't seen one that's successful, but I look at, I look at Beckham and I see their playoff schedule and I believe it's Bengals, Ravens, Cardinals or something like that. I mean, it's just absolutely juicy. So I rest of the season, I would say probably Robinson, but who's going to win your league. If you get to the playoffs, that's mm. uh, hard to ignore that, especially, I mean, I'm not a Browns fan, but I mean, is there a way they don't go five and one in the AFC North? Possibly six and zero. Oh? 
I mean, who's going to beat them? That's a fair question. I mean, we did just bring them to overtime, and the only reason we lost is because of Juju fumble, really, and with our third string quarterback. So, are oh, you talking about? You're talking about Cleveland. Sorry, I'm so I am very oh, my God. by this. I, I guess I. I just look at it like I mean they could legitimately go nine and seven or eight and eight, but they could go six and zero oh in the division. Yeah, no, they could. The, the division's looking like ugh, garbage right now. Yeah, I'm sure the Ravens beat them the next time, but they could definitely go five and one. Uh, I don't know. I'll, I mean, it's it's going to be in Cleveland, so you never know. But I mean, that's that's the conundrum with the Browns is like I everything's doom and gloom, like that they're done for, but. I mean, I just don't see a way that they're not right in the thick of the North race, regardless of what happens. But yeah, I mean, obviously they have issues to fix, but I would say Odell may win your league. A-Rob will outproduce him rest of the season, but Odell may be the one that wins your league if you get to the playoffs. I mean, that gives him plenty of time to to gain that rapport and maybe make that trade for Trent Williams. It gets, like, you just need, you need somebody else on your line to make sure your quarterback isn't going to be... Uh, severely injured by the second half of the season. He's never going to make it to your your fantasy playoff if they keep tackling him the way that they are. It, it's yep. just, it's not working. Nope. Speaking of, of trades, uh, and, and major shout out to the chat, if you're listening to this in podcast form, we greatly appreciate you. But uh, also keep in mind, the fun does not simply stop or start. With the podcast, we've got the live show here. Uh, Gabe has been able to somehow MacGyver his way into getting us both simulcasting on YouTube as well as uh, Periscope, which is where apparently all the kids are. And they say that it's lit, <laughs> uh, whatever that means. <laughs> um, uh, but but uh, speaking of trades, one of our one of our good friends here, uh, Aaron Bogan, he's up in Maine. What up, AB? Uh, he was talking about or basically throwing out, hey, what does it look like? for A.J. Green and Tyler Eifert for first. He said, do you think that New England could pull that off? And I was like, dude, what are you what are you what are you talking about? Like, where is this even coming from? And apparently, I don't know if you guys have heard this, but he was saying again, boom, uh, talk appears that the Pats are clearing room for a wide receiver tight end. So the targets that he's heard of are A.J. Green and Emmanuel Sanders. Could you imagine A.J. Green once he gets healthy? Oh, my gosh. They can help. I don't think what caring to get healthy right now. Why would you want to rush back to go back to that? But if he gets to go to the, if he yeah, gets yeah. to go to the Pats, I'm going to guess his rehab speeds right along. Yeah, I'll go even further. AJ He's Green is Sunday. healthy right now. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> He'd be playing Sunday if he got traded this today. Been, <laughs> it's been ten weeks since. Yeah, it's been ten weeks since he got hurt, and you know, there's been there were there was a report that he was running after like week two. So that, I mean, that doesn't necessarily mean he can play football on Sunday, but it, it means enough to where he'd have to clear a physical to pass a trade. Uh, so I'm kind of wondering if maybe he's milking it a little bit. I, I mean, I'm a Bengals fan. I have seen no reason why he would want to step foot on that team for that team, unless he gets another contract, which this is not going to happen. So I don't think he never plays another down for the Bengals at this point. Yeah. Why would you? Why would you? No. I mean, it's a shame because it's probably one of the best ambassadors that the franchise has ever had. I mean, almost a absolute class act guy off the field. Um, I think he plays if they would just pay him. If they would give him the extension, I think he would play. 
I just think there's no reason to play if they're not going to pay you and you, you know, risk for the injury. Money for New England. That the problem is, I don't think the Bengals necessarily it would be a smart move for them to pay him. I mean, he has not put together even anything close to a full season since 2015. So, I mean, I, he hasn't really done anything to warrant to say, you know, he deserves to be a top five paid receiver at this point. And if they're going to rebuild, I can see them just moving on. The, hmm, I find, so, so let me ask you guys this. If, if you had to, uh, we hold your feet to the fire. Uh, how does the AJ Green story in Cincinnati end? Uh, does it end with him being traded? Do you think that uh, Mike Brown is just going to be so stuck in his ways to just have him stay in Cincinnati for the next year? Um, and if that's the case, um, you know what? What do we? How do we? <laughs> how do we spin this forward into actual uh, like actionable advice as to what to do with AJ Green? Because I think that at 31 with his trick foot, sadly. Um, I still think that he probably has something to give in in a good situation, but I don't I don't know how to how to maneuver that in my in my leagues. Ooh, everybody's scared of that one. Mm-hmm. We're wrangling the dogs. <laughs> <laughs> Who let the dogs out? Michelle did. Calm down, Michelle. So, I mean, I'll give you a take on Man. just kind of what I would do with AJ Green in, in Dynasty. I mean, if you have him in Dynasty leagues, I think you he's not a player that I would buy because I don't doesn't matter his situation. There's never going to be a situation where his value necessarily goes up. It's probably just going to get to a point where if he can show that he's healthy over the next year or two. Uh, that it levels off, kind of like if you look at values on like Julian Edelman or Larry Fitzgerald, there was a point where basically it leveled off and it never got any higher. But everyone always would reach for those players like in a startup draft because you know they know they're going to get guaranteed production. So I think that's the best case scenario for AJ Green and Dynasty. So I've been I was selling him in the off season, uh, sold a couple shares, sold one for Curtis Samuel, uh, sold another one for Christian Kirk. Uh, that just getting out uh, based on that. And there's been so many receivers this year that have produced, you know, wide receiver two, wide receiver three weeks that uh, it's almost like, what's the point of taking on a guy that's 31 years old when you can swap them out for somebody that has basically the same weekly floor, just doesn't have the upside. It's fair. Yeah. I have no desire to own AJ Green in anything. Never did lately. And the la- like, what has he done for us in the last few years? Nothing. I mean, the only justification to hold him would be, you know, he goes to the Patriots. He's going to get the, he's going to get the value bump just based on people's hype, but that's really league dependent. You'd have to find somebody in your league that's really buying in like the people that sold Antonio Brown. As soon as he went to the Patriots, boom, his value went up for like two days. Yeah. (laughs) And I think you'd see that spike. I mean, you'd have to sell right away. Right. If he does get Trade, I mean, traded, signed anywhere other than the Bengals, like that—that's got to be your window to sell, right? Or do you just ride out and see what happens? Yeah, I think you probably have to take offers right away, see what you can get. I mean, just just be comfortable with knowing that he's a player that you have to sell because anytime he takes the field, he could get hurt again. If it's dynasty, are you okay with taking a second for AJ Green? Mm, I think you can get more. with with the Patriots thing I would I would hold off if he signs with the Patriots I think you can get a lot more for AJ Green 
If it was, if I couldn't get a first, uh, what I'd be looking to do is I would take a second, but I'd also want you to throw in somebody like Dante Pettis or James Washington or someone like that, that hasn't necessarily had a breakout. Uh, but I still think has, you know, maybe a 20, 25% hit rate to get to that level, uh, that you expected. So I'd want something on top of it just to hedge my bets a little bit. I wouldn't take a second straight up. Yeah. Cause I don't think you can get the, the Kirk or Samuel at this point. No, um, like, like you were saying. So yeah, you have to bump it down to the, the Pettis range, I guess. What, what other, what other wide risk do we have ADP anywhere? Is it available yet in October? J Mike, uh, or can I just, we just think of some it. players off the top here. I, I, I've got one right now that, that, okay. that we're going to transition into the next question. Um, but that was from the chat, but we'll, 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 we'll linger here a moment. Richie James. No, 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 not, not that name from the chat. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, what about AJ Green versus DJ Shark? I was hoping you'd say that. <laughs> I don't think it's even close. Yeah, I wouldn't take. I wouldn't take two two AJ Greens for one DJ Shark. Whoa! This is where you need Man. to take the name off the jersey and you know re. Think your whole, you know, you know, your whole process there with the names, with the production. It's DJ Shark. He's so much younger. He's showing you that he can be dominant. I think he's a breakout. I would take Shark over Green for sure. Wow. Boy. <laughs> Landmark moment. I think something else you got to consider is like, what's the format of your league? If you're playing in one of these leagues where, uh, like, Jay, Mike, you've seen it where you, you, you know, you start six or seven flexes. I mean, in those leagues where you can start so many different receivers, the, I mean, the, the net you can cast from a receiver standpoint, I mean, this year, look how many receivers have produced uh big weeks. I mean, after even just through three weeks, there were 32 receivers that posted a wide receiver one week, and that's out of 36 potential wide receiver one weeks. I mean, so it's all over the map. So if I can get you know, basically I want to build my teams in those type of leagues. I just want the young guys. So I'm definitely willing to swap out AJ green with really anybody that's in the same range. Even if they haven't had their quote unquote breakout, uh, you know, uh, give me someone like Paris Campbell or JJ Arcega Whiteside and give me a little bit on top of it. I mean, I'm making those kind of deals because in any given week, if they get opportunity, there's these receivers values can just completely spike. I mean, look at Terry McLaurin, look at DJ Chark. I mean, these guys were, I mean, they were dart throws in the summer. You know, no one wanted them, and now they're worth a first round or or more in Dynasty. Yeah, and with Chark, I, I feel like people might be nervous about if Nick Foles ever comes back. But we did see Chark get that one long touchdown in the like the one half that Nick Foles actually played. So I think he was going to break out either way with Foles or Minshew. So I, I would feel good about Chark moving forward. Michelle, with the premier transition, girl, how you know? Uh, Kyle LeBreck here. What up, Kyle? Uh, my big brother over at the Dynasty Dummies. I'm late to the party. Have you already talked about Minshew? Is Foles a locked-in bench warmer at this point? The 80-some-odd million-dollar bench man. Let's go. I get that he's all exciting for fantasy and he's doing all right, but it's not like the Jags are like consistently winning. I still think they put back Nick Foles. But they're exciting. <laughs> Don't you think he's uh, exciting as too? Or no? Yeah, probably so. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think you likes to, you know, be funny and be crazy, but sometimes you need to win too. We see that with Baker. People are already getting sick of his act. So as soon as Minshew loses a couple more games, no one's going to think Minshew is funny anymore. I think Minshew's playing better than 
Baker ever has in a four to five game stretch, however you want to call it. I just rolled my eyes so hard. Baker just Baker changed a franchise. Changed a Owen what what were they at that point? Owen 18, Owen 19, like together from two years, and he turned them into a franchise that you know were watchable and fun. I, yeah. Baker. No, I I agree from you know a business standpoint and just the, the franchise standpoint that it's complete turnaround. But as far as wins go and as far as how the QBs are playing, I think Minshew might have a better five game stretch than Baker has at all in the last 16 games. Yes. Is he? Yes. Is he? (laughs) Yes. Is he? Yes. Uh, (laughs) I think the thing with Minshew is that the Jaguars are a fan base that has just been searching for an identity for a long time. And this is a guy that they've seemingly rallied around. I think it's going to be really hard to pull him out of the lineup unless he completely tanks it in the next couple weeks. I, I, I see a hard time them going away from him. I think yeah. the fan base has embraced him in a way that they'll never embrace Nick Foles. So there's always going to be that level of tension there uh, if Foles gets the job back despite his contract. You know he's going to lose to the Saints. Like, there's no shot. Do you think there's a shot? Um, it's not because of Minshew. It's because I, I do think there's a shot. Um, much like there was a shot that that the Texans uh, were competing with the Saints in Week One with with a Drew Brees, you know, and and the Jags kept tight with the Texans too. I mean, yeah, I want to compare Minshew to Deshaun Watson, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean. I, I don't know. They had pretty equal games when they played. <laughs> Deshaun didn't show much. Like he beat, like Vinci beat the Titans and the Broncos. I just, I just would relax a little bit. That's all I'm saying about the Minshew hype. I mean, I think he's. Yeah, a, I agree. And I think regardless of whether or not they go back to fold, you, even if you have Gardner Minshew on your bench as your backup, he's got to be one of the best damn backups in the league. So. I, I feel like you've got to, as a Jags fan, regardless, be super pumped that regardless of who you have in under center, you've got a guy who can sling the rock. And I think, and and you know what, you're right, Michelle, as far as the, the competition, it hasn't been all that impressive. The Titans, like, on paper, don't even, they don't seem impressive, but They've had like these weird games where they look good and then they just look awful, whatever. But I th- I do think the Saints could be, you know, some sort of test to see if if Minshew plays well and is able to compete. Then you might be able to consider like, oh, they, they will be looking at him um, come Foles time. You know, even, yeah, he might lose. But if he can compete and stay in the game, I think that'd be huge. I'm rooting for the kid. I just think I think people are getting too high on him because of the the personality, you know. And he does put together a couple of good drives a game, but I wouldn't necessarily say he's a, a game changer. And he's two and three. Like, let's relax. It's not like the Jags are doing that well with him. So I think Foles can get his job back pretty quickly once he he's healthy. Yeah. So navigating navigating Minshew for Superflex. I mean. What are you doing if you have him? Because obviously you've basically dropped into a, a quarterback that you can start every week that has produced a base. I mean, he, I think he's a quarterback one so far, isn't he? I think he's top 10 quarterback in some formats. I know that. Yeah, he's doing, um, he's doing well in fantasy for sure. 
So, I mean, what are you doing in... 11 on the season. And not like Blake Bortles QB1, like better QB1. (laughs) (laughs) So, I mean, what do you do with him in Superflex? Because I've seen him... I saw him go for a first rounder. I sold all of my shares uh, just because I, you know, I obviously wasn't requiring him to start. And I always like to cash out when players have big booms like this where you can get something for their value. But I almost look back at it and say, if I would have waited a couple weeks... Uh, boom. I mean, yeah, Ray just asking this question, second and third rounder for Minshew. I don't think I can accept that even regardless of the format. Um, if it's a super flex league, I don't think I can accept that. I would hold out for a little bit more unless that's like a guaranteed two Oh one. See, I'd be like the fringe. I would accept that one second because he could lose his job and we have such a small sample size and it's not like he's, you know, blowing out the world with like Patrick Mahomes here. So I, I would sell that him for that. You want it? Hmm. Try, is, try. is Nick Foles supposed to come back anytime soon? Like, what's his timetable here? It's week Isn't 11. It week, week week, 11 yeah, yeah, week 11, he's eligible. So you still got a while. I think it also depends on what, like, what is your depth? Yeah, you, you got a quarterback position. If you don't, if you need a quarterback, no, you can't sell yeah, him. Yeah, you can't sell him if you, you know, if he's your only second quarterback. And then also, What's your record? I guess if you were like 0-5 right now, I think he'd be a good sell. But it's all going to depend on your situation. I mean, I've sold a couple Kyle Allen shares for second rounders. So I see that. I mean, Kyle Allen's a fraud. You know, he's obviously not an NFL quarterback. He's a decent backup, but that's it. I mean, he has no future in terms of a starter unless there's another injury, which is possible. Cam Newton owner or something that was desperate? No, this was just a team that needs a quarterback. And I think... I, the other reason I, I brought this up is because I, I'm seeing this in some of my leagues where these teams that they had Roethlisberger or they had Breeze or they had Fools, if they're 0-5 or 1-4, they're not paying up to get Kyle Allen or Gardner Minshew from you. They're basically looking at it and saying, well, I'm just going to tank. Uh, they're m- more apt to do that than offer you you know, a premium price. So I guess in that regard, I can see where you would take the second and third because that may be the best offer you ever get. Uh, because a lot of the teams just say, I'm not even going to be willing to buy someone like that. I think that's a fantastic offer, because I don't know if we are even talking about Minshew at this time next year. I don't even know if he's on our train of thought. Like He could be nothing. Could be the, Nick Mullins. Saw the same thing last year from Nick Mullins. Yeah. And, and, and I think that's the, the thing that it always comes back to when it comes to backup quarterbacks, is that we always anticipate that there's going to be an expiration date. Uh, th- there's there's a time when <laughs> the, the the milk's gone bad in the in the words of Dave Chappelle, um, the, the milk's going to go bad, um, and, and you don't want to be left holding the carton of spoiled milk, right? So while you have this asset that is absolutely making you know making waves left and right, um, and, and this is I think what we talked with Two Drink about Gabe a couple weeks ago uh, when yeah. he was on, is that you know the the value of a starting quarterback in a super flex league is essentially like gold um d- just depending upon who it is unless it's just i, I don't know I, and maybe it's just everybody at this point but the fact that Gardner Minshew has unlocked DJ Chark the fact that the offense in Jacksonville looks nothing like it ever has since i don't know Mark Brunel um i don't know if you want to toss in a Byron left which year maybe i don't know but <laughs> the fact that Gardner Minshew is making making waves with the group that they have. And we even saw Didi Westbrook came back to life this last week. This could be a really exciting offense that could get um, actually points 
points popping off week after week. And the fact that Nick Foles got hurt while throwing a touchdown pass, like that doesn't, that's not bad either, right? So um, whomever comes in, we see that the offense can be uh, at least functional. And so if Nick Foles comes in and hopefully continues that, um, you've got to think that Minshew may resurface somewhere, whether that's in Jacksonville or elsewhere. But but regardless, if I'm if I'm trying to put my Jags bias to the side, uh, I'm probably wanting to move him. But I only want to move him, I think, if I'm getting a first or somewhere close to a first. Like I need like, I don't know, two, maybe two seconds. I can probably do that and be OK with it. Um, the second and third is probably I don't know, it probably would be OK, but I, I want to feel like if I'm moving him uh, and, and and Ray said in the chat, his other two quarterbacks were Watson and Dak. So you're looking real nice, uh, at, you know, with 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 your starters there. Um, man, that's tough. That's tough. Yeah. But why has Minshew fumbled the ball seven times? <laughs> Can we talk? Oh about that? What is going on? I mean, you can't be a starting quarterback if you fumble the ball seven times in what six game or five games. How many does how many does Winston have in 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 his best moments in the last few years? He's probably pretty close to that. Yeah. Um, and we saw his job get tried to take away, but uh, Fitzpatrick yeah. wasn't any better at uh, keeping the ball on his offense. So. It, it's fascinating to try to decipher this from a fantasy standpoint, and then also trying yep. to predict what do the NFL teams do because they're obviously looking at it completely differently. I mean, we're looking at it as in Superflex, you know, a quarterback is insulated as long as they're a starter. But as soon as they're not yeah. a starter anymore, boom, the bottom can fall out of it. And especially if they're not a starter with any sort of capital or any sort of past, uh, you know, being stuck with guys like Andy Dalton or Marcus Mariota, like those kind of guys at the end of this year, their value is simply being propped up right now because they're a starting quarterback. As soon as they lose that, they basically lose all of their value in a, in a super flex dynasty league. So I, I try to read these situations as what's the best option for the team versus the fantasy points that they're producing. Cause like Teddy Bridgewater is another one. Uh, you could say Teddy Bridgewater is going to be the future quarterback of the saints, but he's also going to be a free agent. So, you know, do they wait and, you know, just wait for him to see what happens with breeze or do they sign him to a deal like Brissett got and they lock him in. Did they see enough in these, you know, four or five starts that he gets that they lock him up to be their future? That would completely change his value uh, in a super flex league. I mean, that's just another one that I'm kind of trying to figure out. Cause if you guess right, uh, I think when Breeze comes back, you can probably get a really good deal on Bridgewater and in a year flipping for a lot more than what you bought him for. I agree with you. It's just taking the risk. If you feel, if you, you know, if you're following him and you feel like he has an honest chance to win the starting job and not give it back to Foles, then he's definitely worth holding on to and not selling him. But if if you think Foles will get a job back, then I guess it's just what way do you believe? That's all. Yeah. But yeah. either one of us could easily be right. You know. I think it is an obvious sell, though. I mean, like just <laughs> bottom line. I mean, no matter what, like whether he keeps the job for, for the rest of the year or not, like you got to wonder what happens next year with that, that contract that Foles has. I mean, you would imagine that Foles will at least have one more start in Jacksonville. <laughs> and so, I mean, if, if you're comfortable at quarterback or I, I mean, it just seems like an easy sell first round pick when you paid pennies, like just massive ROI. <laughs> yeah. 
good stuff. Who knew all this Jacksonville love would show up today? I was not ready for this. This makes my heart happy. <laughs> the uh, Gay, what else do you want to hit on tonight? I feel like we've the chat said so much. I can't even keep up with going back through. I was trying to find something else. Really? Uh, they talked about Cam, didn't they? Is Cam dead? Um, that might be the case. Um, yeah, at, at, he shed the, the walking boot, didn't he, or something? What did he? Cam will be great once he's healthy. Yeah, he's a good go this year. Go buy low, especially in a super flex. If anyone's willing to sell, go. I go bought. I bought low, though this year. Yeah, well, he got hurt. I mean, it's not. No, but Ben like, Roethlisberger got hurt too. Are you blaming him? Like Cam got hurt the no, the preseason game. It, it's like it, it's more or less the the fact that I don't think we see a lot of transparency with. Cam Newton's injuries. I mean, he he had that injury, what was it, week three of the preseason, and we saw them just yeah. shove it under the rug. They weren't transparent about the shoulder injury last season. I don't want to deal with it. I don't think there's any rush for him to come back. They're still winning. So until they lose a couple games, then there's no rush for Cam to come back. I think once he does come back, he's fully healthy, and it'll be his Cam self. So I, I there's a lot of people that are very nervous that you can go get him for very cheap. Cam just he relies so much on his. I don't care for him in a one quarterback. Like, <laughs> yeah. In a redraft one quarterback, he should be on waivers. Nobody should be dealing with that. But in a dynasty, especially Superflex, I'd go see what he costs. I mean, I think he's worth the inquiry, but I also think that for a guy who's who's got the injury, go sell Minshew for Cam. <laughs> I think you're onto something. I, I think the move to get My Cam dude. is to take. Uh, to take someone like if you have a desperate team that's holding cam and they only have one quarterback and maybe they're coming up to a, a player that's on a buy. I mean, I would love, I'm willing to overpay to get out of someone like Andy Dalton or Marcus Mariota, or even like Mitchell Trubisky. If he comes back after his buy, I'm willing to get out of a player like that, even giving a little bit on top of it. And I would take cam Newton back. If that's the best you know type of deal that I can get, if I can basically, shed one of those other players that I think is more volatile in terms of a long value. I'll worry about Cam Newton next year because I do think he's going to come back. Whether he's going to give you anything close to what he gave you before the rest of this season, I don't know. Uh, but I'm not scared about, well, next year he's just going to have no value. Where, where if I'm sitting on like Marcus Mariota or Andy Dalton, those are the two that keep coming to my mind. If I'm sitting on one of those two guys, there's no guarantee that they're a starter next year. I think that's a, that's a good example of somebody that I would be willing to move on for. Uh, if you didn't sell Marcus from. Mariota after last week, then you were doing it wrong. Yeah. <laughs> he's he's actually got a pretty decent schedule coming up. I actually can see him having a couple more good games. Hopefully, there's a buyer. But yeah, I, it, it, you, yeah. I don't want him. I got too many shares already. I I think he's the kind of guy. He's a good example of somebody that I would want to upgrade from. But at the same time, I just I I'm so worried about Cam. I don't like. I'm I'm so sick of dealing with this with the shoulder and the, like, I don't know. I think like Ron Rivera is an ass. <laughs> just watch <laughs> like, it. No, like it just like the, the whole, the whole situation surrounding Cam and their attitude towards Cam, it stresses me out. And if they've got a quarterback behind him, who's winning games, I mean, Cam, what eight straight losses was it? Like, yeah, I just, there's a really good comment in here from Kyle LeBrecq. He said, I have an awful feeling that Cam could go the luck route sooner rather than later. And watching his face and his he attitude, dejected. he looks like he just doesn't care anymore. He mm -hmm. doesn't want to play hurt. That's for sure. So if his body keeps breaking down, 
I don't think he's having fun out there when his body's breaking down. So I could see him pulling the the luck route. He looks absolutely miserable. So that is something you'd have to worry about. Yeah. Especially with that speckled bonnet he's been rocking lately. Like, that's not okay. Tell me that's not okay. I think like, he can get into modeling after football, and he'd make way more money. He should go do that now. <laughs> yeah, I think he's definitely got something ready. Something ready after football. He's a handsome he's, dude, and yeah. he clearly loves fashion, so right up his alley. Michelle, I think you should – I represent you to at him on Twitter to to tell him to go. To no, I need him to come his... back to football. I own him in too many things. <laughs> just say why male models? Why Seriously. male models? It's just honestly it's the hat that bugs me about Cam. That's my biggest concern about Cam moving forward. It's it's definitely the hat situation. But for real though, I I, I think that he's he's definitely a risky move. But I mean if. If I have to overpay and I'm I'm decently okay at quarterback, I don't want, I don't want to. Uh oh, so my guy hijacked. Yep, someone got ball blasted. <laughs> someone pulled the mic out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh hi! Thought y'all might have got ransacked or something. What was going on? <laughs> Dog took over. Yeah, he's ninety pounds and nine months old, so it's fun. Did that really happen? Did the yeah. dog just no, it away? literally just happened. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. So, what do you have to add? What do you have to add to Cam to get Jacoby Brissett? Ooh. Because Jacoby is going to still be the starter next year, right? Like, I don't think they need him. Yeah, he's locked. I think he's. I. I honestly, I feel better. I feel much better with. Jacoby and Jacoby's been good. Jacoby's been good. He and for, good. not only for the Colts, but in fantasy, he's been good. Yep. This week. Do you, do you, but do you think if you found the right owner, you could even start with just trying to do the, the swap straight wow. up? I think you have to wait for so? him to come back healthy. To okay. that. Yeah. Once okay. he comes back healthy, there's going to be a big trade market for him there. They're going to be so pumped for him. And you either have to decide, is he going to come back to his old cam self or is he going to struggle? And that's the decision you're going to have to make um, and decide whether you should trade him or not or go trade for him. But like from a football standpoint, are we all in agreement that we're a little bit worried about cam? Oh yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And, and, and the fact that what, what's been nice to see, which has been somewhat frustrating with cam and I know he wasn't right to start the year, but the fact that, Kyle Allen, at the very least, has DJ more relevant, makes me happy. Mm-hmm. Um, at the very least, I think Curtis Samuel's still wide receiver 40 something right now, but DJ Moore right on the outside of wide receiver two right now. So, uh, with, with room to grow, uh, if, if Christian McCaffrey can take his cape off and chill out sometimes, <laughs> it would be, be great for everyone too. But uh, I love McCaffrey though, so I love it. Keep, keep doing your thing, CMC. Mm. Yeah, um, only Christian McCaffrey is the most fun thing ever. Yeah, he's yes. probably he's so good. He's so good. Uh, and getting all the touches too, which is fun. Uh, I, r- real quick, Gabe, I want to I want to run through um, just kind of where we stand five weeks into the season. I want to name some names of players all over the place in terms of their position, where they are for the season, and are we are we basically trying to buy into where basically they're going to be coming up or do we think like, you know what, I'm hands off. I'm good. No, thanks. Um, does that make sense to everybody? 
Dynasty. I know I was super clear and concise with that explanation because it was well thought out. Uh, I've been thinking about that all day long, and it was just yeah. something I, I get it. Yeah, great. Awesome. Um, <laughs> your your wide receiver A or wide receiver one, depending upon Stop. if you watched last week's show. Uh, in all of Dynasty, one Chris Godwin in PPR. Mm -hmm. uh, he, he's leading the way. So right now, Chris Godwin, do we think that Chris Godwin has the makings? Actually, I, I'm going to couple this. Uh, Chris Godwin and <laughs> fantasy's number three wide receiver right now, Cooper Cup. Do either of them have a legitimate shot at finishing top five at the position? I think both do, but I think Cooper Cup has a legitimate chance finishing top one, like being the overall one. My oh God. <laughs> uh, league leader in targets right now, Cooper Cup at 63. Second be behind him is Michael Thomas at 55 at the wide receiver position. Cooper Cup has 63 <laughs> targets. I think he had 17 last week. Um, he's always wide open. It's not going to end. He's wide open and golf loves him, and he's the – main you know touchdown guy in that team and a, and a good offense that i think only gets better as the year goes on they're actually sluggish right now like they're a struggling offenses cooper cup is still going off i love I, I love both of them but i think if i had a bet on one to end higher it'd be cooper cup but i do think also it depends on like this might be sort of counter to your point i think that what makes him so valuable as the, a, a target monster is the fact that Jared Goff is not playing very well. Like he, he has a safety blanket in Cooper Cup. If they start to execute that offense the way that that they would intend to, and McVay wants to plan out the offense, he doesn't just want Goff to go to Cooper Cup fifty times because he thinks that's a safer play. He wants to find the open holes. He wants to to manipulate the defense to get wide receivers open and target the, the best guy on his route. And I don't think it's always Cooper Cup. Um, I think it's usually Cooper Cup, but I, I do just think that if the offense gets back on track and in more of a rhythm, we might see a little bit of regression for Cooper Cup. But if they're in the, the current state that they are right now, it's definitely he's definitely a candidate for top five. Uh, Gabe, you have any words about Cooper Cup since I know that he's your favorite uh, player uh, in all of Dynasty? Yes, mm -hmm. no, maybe. Nope. All right. Is that, oh, my is that, gosh. Is that Baker? That's Baker. Hi, Baker. You know what? Can't hate Baker. Boy. <laughs> my goodness. Uh, we already named an episode Cuplic Apology, J. Mike, <laughs> and I think that did it justice. So we get it. We get it, okay. Cooper. I just I just wasn't I just wasn't sure if you were on board with the couplet apology because I made that. I didn't know if you were, you know, wanting to bandwagon that a little bit or if you had any words because you didn't actually apologize in that instance. Run the tape back. Um, Run the tape back. OK, I don't have time for that right now. Go ahead. Go ahead. Run the tape. I don't have time for that right now. <laughs> OK, so but consider this. I, I do think that um, both of those guys have a legitimate opportunity to be top five, top five or top one, whatever. I'm not yeah. top three. I'm top two, but, um, and I'm not two. <laughs> <laughs> top two. And I'm not two. I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> sorry. I was just, that was for you. Okay. So, um, but, uh, <laughs> The, the Rams, we've talked about this before, about not wanting to draft any Rams because you just don't know who's going to be the guy each and every week. Apparently, it's just going to be Cup each and every week. 
can you still trust that um, week in, week out with Woods there, with Cooks there, Everett getting some love as of late. Um, and uh, whereas um, Godwin is is sharing with Evans, um, you know, two versus three. What say everyone? Well, I think I think Kate made a really good point about Jared Goff not playing very well. I think if the Rams want to be successful this season, they're going to need to make some changes. I mean, it, we saw it with Gerald Everett getting incorporated more uh, last week, but I I still think that they need to they they need to do something with their running backs as well because they're not targeting their running backs like they did in the past either. So I I just don't see a way that they continue they can win or get where they want to go by just basically funneling everything to Cooper Cup. So it's going to be interesting to see, especially if Brandon Cooks misses time, it's going to be interesting to see if Gerald Everett can keep that up because I think that's a weapon that they haven't used before, but it's a weapon that could really be a mismatch because he's basically, I mean, he looked a lot like Evan Ingram the other night. I mean, that's basically how they're using him. They're using him as another slot receiver, and he's a guy that definitely is a mismatch almost against every defense. Well, and I think also like when I was just watching, um, when I was watching Everett this week, I felt like he just, the plays that they were, they were using to, um, sorry, he's Baker's back. <laughs> um, wait, he is? He is? Wait, Baker's the back? The real showstopper. Hold on. Baker's back? Oh my God. He loves attention. Baker, but Baker. Um, the plays that Gerald Everett was being used on, they reminded me so much of like plays that we would see them work girly into the mix and, plays that they would be using their running back for in seasons prior. So I think maybe that's the hole that they're trying to fill. And they just haven't been a, a very tight end scheme heavy offense, but maybe this is them starting to exploit that now that the run game isn't, isn't what they want. And, and keep an eye on, you know, if Brandon cooks is out, uh, keep an eye on how much Josh Reynolds plays, because I mean, they, they actually went away from some of their three receiver sets last week and used Gerald Everett. They used a lot more two tight end sets last week. So it's going to be interesting to see. Because last year, when uh, Cup went down, they basically plugged in Josh Reynolds, uh, put him outside to move Robert Woods into the slot. And it wasn't as good as it was when they had Woods, Cup, and Cooks. Uh, but they basically stuck to the game plan, and their offense wasn't the same in the second half of the season. So it'll be interesting to see if McVay uh, changes that. Uh, going forward, and if you see more of the two tight end sets, because I don't think Josh Reynolds can do anything but play. Uh, I think he can only play on the left side, and he can only play uh, the X receiver. I mean, he can't really do anything. He can't have the same. He can't play the same way that they use Robert Woods. So it's going to be interesting to see how much he plays if Cooks misses time. And then Daryl Henderson, are they ever going to involve him at all in any sort of passing mm. role? Man, he's, he's that dude chilling. is just <laughs> non-existent. My yeah. goodness. Somewhere Some Joe Pano is hurting. So. Yeah, he's <laughs> somewhere Joe Pano. Joe Pano's hurting his ace. Yeah. Yeah. Somewhere Joe Pano yeah. is very sad about life. Okay. Uh the big homie Pano. Uh I want to travel to the running backs real quick. Uh let's go to Denver where we're looking in PPR leagues. Philip Lindsay running back 12, Royce Freeman running back 27. How are we liking these guys moving forward? Ugh. I think I don't want either one. Like I understand Philip Lindsay keeps having decent games, but then he has a, a bunch of stinkers too in between. So you're going to have that all season long and you're never going to know what running back they decide to use that week. They're definitely a 50, 50 backfield. And it's just not one I want to own. I do think Lindsay's had a, a 
you know, a couple games that were productive enough that you can go sell them. And I would. Yeah, I actually, out of the two, I, I would prefer to, um, like if I had Philip Lindsay, I would happily trade Philip Lindsay for Royce Freeman in a piece at this point. I feel like he's been just as a, a reliable back. He's, I mean, in PPR leagues, he's been scoring like 10, 12 points pretty reliably so far in the season. He's been catching passes. Um, and I, I think I, I just don't trust Philip Lindsay's efficiency metrics, which we, we saw early, early on in the season. Um, he just, he's not as efficient as he was last year. He was um, just a little too on the money in 2018 and people overpaid for it. Can I get a, a take on a trade? Because what you said is actually a, a, an offer I put out. I somehow uh-huh. have Philip Lindsay on my one of my dynasty teams. I don't even, I don't even know how. <laughs> I don't know how that happened. <laughs> I was just about to say, bro, what do you mean you don't know how that happened? Well, no, I, I still don't. I don't know. He's just there. But I, So I've been trying to get rid of him forever, and I would rather have Royce Freeman, and I feel like Royce Freeman is you know at least less valuable in terms of ADP. And So you say Royce Freeman and a piece. Uh, I did something of the sort. Free, uh, excuse me, Lindsay and a third for Freeman, Justice Hill, who's also dead, and Done. a 2020 second. I absolutely would. I think I absolutely. I think that but would, would the, is that acceptable with the other side accept? I, I think uh, so. I think the person it, it's it's all about the current perception, right? Like you can talk about ADP all you want, but at the end of the day, like we're we're past ADP, like you drafted your guys where you drafted your guys. And so far Mark Ingram has come out to kill it. Like it's like the ghost of Justice Hill and you might be able to catch somebody who's panicking. I mean, the, the Ravens are still going to be a, a run run heavy scheme, but they've had some juicy matchups through the air that I think they've exploited. But that's like a perfect piece to get into it. Yeah. Too. Like she, for a while there, a couple of years ago, was putting James Conner into every trade because, you know, he was stuck behind Le'Veon Bell. He's not going to play. But sooner or later, they get their chance. And if you believe in the talent, that's when you should be trading for him is right now, a year or two before he ever gets a chance because you're going to get him for nothing. Yep. Gabe, I'm, I'm curious. The, what's the starting lineup format? And that, that, that would probably seal the deal for me. Is it a league where there's multiple flexes or is it pretty shallow in terms of the starters? That one, I believe you have to start two running backs and three wide receivers and a couple flexes. Because I look at it, if it's shallow and I have both Royce Freeman and Philip Lindsay, I'm hesitant ever to put Royce Freeman in my lineup in a shallow league, but I'm probably more apt to put Philip Lindsay in my lineup every week. But if there's a if there's a format where I can roll out, you know, two running backs, three receivers, and there's like four flex spots, then yeah. I don't really care. As long as Philip Lindsay and Royce Freeman both kind of fit the parameters of who I can just throw in and start, then I'll take the extra pieces. So I think that matters. Uh, in a shallow league, I wouldn't start Royce Freeman. In a deeper league, I would. So I'm mm-hmm. fine taking him and another piece on top of it, if that makes sense. Absolutely. And it is just – it is one – start one running back and one wide receiver, one tight end. So it's uh, it's it's a uh, trade addicts, J. Mike. Shout out to uh, hey. uh, Hardy Har 
Um, trying, I'm, I'm trying to get Freeman squared on my team, you know, Devonte and Royce, because why not, right? Yeah, right. start one running back. I think that's a smash except for you, if you can get that, because the, the, the scarcity of it is a lot less. Right. <sighs> Last one I want to get into, uh, and then we can start making our way out of the bar, close this thing down. Oh, excuse uh, me? <laughs> it's, you know, it, I'm not starting with you. Um <laughs> At quarterback 19 on the season so far, Aaron Rodgers. How are we moving with Game a manager, system going? quarterback? <laughs> yeah, you're uh, – he's droppable in redraft. I Sorry. think so, too. Woo. I dropped redraft. It's like a – I just in a one quarterback league, yeah, you're yeah. you're droppable. There's play the matchups. I would much rather do that. I know you invested the draft capital, but that's just not the direction that Green Bay's going right now. Like you can't, you can only hold on to your draft capital for so long before it confirms your roster, and that's that's what Aaron Rodgers is doing. Right you now. might still be able to sell the name just for a little piece, yeah. But if not, if I could trade Aaron Rodgers uh, or Jacoby Brissett in a piece, I would do it. Well, no, you're not going to be able to do that. Or Same. maybe you can, but I'm just talking about Aaron Rodgers for a, a random wide receiver that you can start and then stream the quarterback position. Because either way, you're just going to be streaming if you drop him. But you can't hold on to the name. You can't hold on to the name. You got to go find someone better. Yep. You should be starting Minshew over Rodgers every week. <laughs> Turn up. <laughs> week week 15 at – Week 15, he's got the Bears. Week 16 at Minnesota. So I don't want any part of that in terms of redraft leagues. And in Dynasty, I mean, if you're a playoff team, you just see those matchups. And I think you're in a position now where if you're 4-1 and one or 5-0 and oh and he's one of your starters, I mean, I, I couldn't, couldn't blame somebody for looking ahead and saying, I don't want any part of that. If I have a really good team, I don't want any part of that playoff matchup. And basically just swapping him out for another quarterback and just kind of taking a – taking a little bit of a loss maybe long-term and going for the win this year. And is it a loss long-term? Because we saw him last year struggle. And I know he ended up, you know, decent in the rankings because he had like two bomb games. But we, this is now two years of Rodgers struggling. And we, we blamed it on the injury last year, thinking that now that he's healthy and now that uh, Mike McCarthy, right? His name, yeah. Is yeah. gone, that he is going to become this great quarterback again in fantasy. And Ooh. he's not. Someone just asked Josh Allen or Aaron Rodgers. I wouldn't even think about it. I would do Josh yeah, Allen all Josh day, Allen. every day. I, that's, that's an easy one for me. I think his upside. I'm also like weirdly in love with Josh Allen. So. <laughs> so I think Matthew Stafford. Weird obsession you have. Matthew Stafford's another one you could potentially easily get something on top of for Rodgers and Dynasty. And he has the, he has the Buccaneers in the playoffs this year, uh, Buccaneers and Broncos. So I think that's a lot better of a matchup that you can get. And next year, you know, this time, uh, you could see Stafford obviously bounce back. I could see his value bouncing right up where Rodgers is in Dynasty. Yeah, I, I, as far as playoff schedule, Allen gets the Ravens, the Steelers, who are Ooh. looking a little little tough, and the New Patriots. England Patriots, which I don't like that either. That's but, not a good schedule. But leading up, we've got the Dolphins, Eagles, Redskins, Browns, Dolphins, Broncos. Like, that is just absolute delicious. So man. then after, that that all over. after the second one, <laughs> then you go trade him for some other piece. But, uh, yeah, that – I don't like that week 16 game. If you make it into the Super Bowl there, you can't play them against the Patriots. But, man, what a game that's going to be. Like, I, I feel like mm -hmm. the, the 
bills are just so hot right now. And I really feel like they're going to be in, in contention for a wild card spot. And they're going to be going up against the Patriots. Who it, I mean, it's going to be in, in Foxborough, but that is going to be such a good rematch. I think that my eyes were just absolutely glued to that television the entire matchup last week. Amazing. I mean, if Josh Allen just plays better in that game. Yeah. Oh. Or plays the last just doesn't get hurt. Yeah. yeah. I think I mean, but he I'm still first. had three picks leading up to the to the oh, exit, yeah. you know, and the defense just kept him in it the whole time. I mean, mm-hmm. one of those drives without a pick and, and a touchdown instead is just well, Brady had a terrible game as well. I just think both of those yeah. defenses are absolutely dominant. Well, yep. we haven't seen the Patriots actually play anybody yet, but so far the teams <laughs> that they have played, they've been dominant. And we can call them that until they actually play a real NFL team. We'll see if they ever have to. I'm, I'm about to get crazy with this, y'all. I have uh, Aaron oh, Rodgers in the league. Say what? I said, oh, J. Mike. <laughs> I have Aaron Rodgers in the league, and I'm going to uh, send an offer for one Josh Allen. Uh, see if Ooh, I can get I like it. I, I, I don't know what I'd have to do to make that work for the other owner. Start the conversation. Yeah. It's their bye week. You got a quarterback to uh, replace him this week. Uh, I am. Yeah, I'm. I'm sitting. This is. Uh, this is a Kamikaze League. This is um, <laughs> the, the the famed Kamikaze League from John Bosch. What up, Bosch? Uh, and all of the other thirteen degenerates that that are in this league with me. Uh, it, it's a league where I have uh, my room is deep, but it's not great. Uh, so I've got like Daniel Jones. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, Kirk Cousins, Tom Brady, uh, Mason Rudolph, uh, but but if I can somehow turn Aaron Rodgers into Josh Allen, I think that would make me very happy. And I did not anticipate that being the endpoint of this discussion that we just had <laughs> when he asked the question. So Ray Garvin, shout out to you, my man, because I am. I saw that I was like Josh Allen, Aaron Rodgers, pff, Aaron Rodgers, and then I was like, wait a second, and then you guys talked through it. And, I did not expect this to be the Rams. I am, uh, yeah, that's that's good. Uh, that's really good. Anywho, uh, we'll see what happens. I'll keep you guys abreast of the situation, uh, making sure that that we see if we can make this uh, make this happen. Because I like I like the the optics of Josh Allen. Because even la- even this past week when he came back and hold he on, wasn't hold on, even hold on, hold expected. On. You like the optics of Josh Allen? <laughs> Give me that TD to INT ratio one time, J. Mike. No, no, I'm talking. I mean, from I mean, from this past week specifically, when we didn't think that he was going to be. Were playing, you not just talking uh, to who has fumbled more times than he's like thrown a ball? Come on, those aren't optics. Like Josh Allen is great. <laughs> that's and ba- that's great. Baker in his left tackle. He's great in <laughs> fantasy, and he's had a rough week against the Patriots. Like everyone has a rough week against the Patriots, right? It happens. It happens. Um, but but Josh Allen gave you over 200 yards passing and then the two touchdowns uh, coming out the gate when we didn't even expect him to play. So, um, anywho, we'll see what happens. But that Gabe, I'm, I'm I'm out of bullets. This has been such a good night. Man. Don't ever be mean to my Josh Allen. I'll come at you. <laughs> 
I'm, like I'm scared. Hey. I'm scared for him. I just uh, I hope he he doesn't continue to run the way that he does because he's just not going to last in the NFL that long. I'm. Well, and I'm hoping not worried about Lamar Jackson then because he's a lot smaller. I think that was a you know that concussion's going to happen to anybody. That was just a hit to the head. That's not like Josh a- Allen runs differently. I don't. I. I. I think. I. I think. Uh, Lamar Jackson's a little bit more slippery. I'm. I'm. I couldn't say to what how he slides or if he slides in comparison to Josh Allen, but I know that Josh Allen doesn't really do that. Or if he just doesn't know how to do that, I don't know. But I'm. I'm just saying I'm worried for him, and I hope that he can have a long career. That's all. I think he's a Cam Newton type, which Cam Newton, you know, in his older age, has clearly been injured a little bit, but. He's been pretty healthy for most of his career. Well, he's played for most of his career. I don't know about healthy, but he's actually made it through a good career. <laughs> yeah, we have no idea if that brain is just complete mush by now. Hopefully yeah. not. <laughs> but he does have like the same build as Cam. Judging by his hat selection, yes. The brain. <laughs> so we're selling Josh Allen in like six years when he's contemplating retirement. Yes. When, just keep an eye on his hat. Lamar Jackson will already be in the league by like three years with him. So we, we, <laughs> we, we've got some high highs to get to before uh, before <laughs> that happens. <so. laughs> yeah, very good. Um, Periscope only. Trader Joe, no, 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 my guy, no. <laughs> Same as here, ever. Here at Same. the open bar every Tuesday, we are now sharing on multiple platforms. Uh, one being the original YouTube, where you can chat live with people, or so they say. You can also hop in on what's called Periscope. It's right at the top of your Twitter ch- Twitter page. Just look, look right up there. Oh, there it is. The open bar. We're here. We're live. We're having fun. We're having so much, having so much fun. We got the ball. Got ball blast pod. We. We got we got Zay Jones truther. We didn't talk about Zay. We have to talk about Zay Jones before we leave. We have to talk about Zay Jones, J Mike. Right? We 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 talked Zay Jones. What was that? Was that the beginning of the pod? Or was we that didn't pre-pod? we didn't press live. I didn't press live yet. Sorry. So that has to be recorded now. We have to talk about Zay Jones, J Mike. Twenty twenty third or Zay Jones? In fantasy. You're tugging yeah, at my Donnie, heartstrings, Donnie. Jay Mike. <laughs> How many bullets do I have to fire with that? You tell me. It's your, it's your show at this point, Scott. <sighs> I think it depends on my – it depends on the rosters, and it depends on the format of the starting lineups. Deeper league, I probably – with a lot of starting spots or a lot of flexes, I would consider that. Because I think this this move to Oakland is going to be good for Zay Jones. I think Derek Carr fits in perfectly. And I, I before we started recording, I was telling – uh, you guys, about uh, all summer, I was hunting for the le- the next Tyler Boyd, and th- the name I kept coming back to is A. Jones. And, and so here we are. Now he's in a situation where hopefully he gets more of an opportunity, but we'll see how it how it pans out. So probably I'd buy I'd buy for a third, just to see what happens. I'll take the third. I I don't trust the uh, in the the long. T- I don't buy into the long term plan for the Raiders. I. I don't even know if we're going to see Derek Carr quarterback next year. Do you like, I, I just, I, tell you what. I don't buy into the, I don't buy into the Gruden method and that's probably just me being stubborn, but I, <laughs> I don't buy into Gruden. I don't buy into Derek Carr. So I know he was a, a previous MVP candidate before he broke his leg. I just like, I, 
He's not a consistent quarterback. He shows flashes. And Derek Carr is the only thing that's holding that team right back, that team back right now. I actually do believe in Gruden. I didn't last year, but you know, Hard Knocks. I, I liked him. He was annoying, but I liked him. Derek Carr is such a loser. Oh my god! And Hard Knocks. <laughs> <laughs> he was oh my, so embarrassing. You- what did What did Derek Carr do to you? He was such a loser on Hard Knocks. He was. Oh my he god. was very annoying on Hard Knocks. Oh he's, he's boring. Anytime he's boring. the camera was on him, he needed to make sure that he was in a funny conversation, or even yep. the cameras. Couldn't hear him. His arms would be like this. Like, I'm having the best time of my life right now. Thankfully, someone else is with me on this. Yeah, he's He's Like, I think that he's, I mean, we see flashes from Marcus Mariota. Like, we see see all these flashes, but we just don't, aside from his... His one season, we haven't seen him put a whole season together. Who did I I compare him to? He is the, um, oh, the office. He's the Dwight. Of the office and white fruit. <laughs> to Michael, just like Derek Carr is to Gruden. Yeah. And Gruden just seems to like despise him. He's the Deutsch. Yeah, I just I don't think that quarterback like I would not be surprised. Or even at Andy. All. He might be Andy, even worse. Oh Andy. How yeah. do I how do that's I good. that's good? That's good. Name that much better. You can kind of respect that. Dwight a little bit, but man, yeah, yeah. Andy's I cringy. It's Andy, so I think that's a little bit better of a comparison. Yeah, I just super I super in term like relationship. As soon as Gruden get a, can get him out of there, he'll be gone. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if twenty twenty they find themselves a, a new quarterback, whether that be uh, a Nick Foles. Hello, hey, bring it back. Hey, hey. Hands off, Matt, y'all can Hands have off that contract, feet. please. <laughs> Matt Ryan. <laughs> Yeah, Nate Peterman. He loves Nate Peterman, but he likes him more I than- just can't decide who I want as my QB three. Yeah. <laughs> First world problems. Yeah, oh my god. Well, he's gonna feed. <laughs> he's gonna feed Zay Jones the rest of the season. That's my prediction. But hopefully, hopefully they run. Wide, like aside from an Amari Cooper, when do we ever see wide receivers traded mid-season to come out and produce? Like maybe he'll get targets, but. It, it takes time to develop that rapport, and I think by the time they get there, like I said, they might they might be seeing a new quarterback. So I, I that why, do, why do we think St. Jones is going to be better with Derek Carr? Does he throw past ten yards? He does. He does. Right? No, that that no, but that but that's the point. That's the point. <laughs> <Yeah>. If Tyrell's <laughs> if Tyrell's going down the field, and we just watched a week where Hunter Renfro and Foster Moreau lead. The, the the Raiders and targets that I think that Zay Jones within that same little radius of ten yards or same little area of ten yards I think yeah. Zay Jones at least had the opportunity. He, he needs to go back in the slot full time. That that's what he wasn't doing in Buffalo. That's where he needs to go in Oakland. If he does that, I think there's a chance that you could see a value spike for him the second half of the season. But but Kate, you make a good point that it's not like it's going to happen this weekend. So I, it may take a little little time. What if it as as an AFC you know a team that. I like the Steelers and we need Oakland to lose, even though we have no shot anyways, but we need Oakland to start losing. Please start passing the ball to Zay Jones. He'll just drop it and then they'll lose. Like, please start throwing. Him That'd be great. <laughs> John Hogue. Thanks for getting here right at the end of, right at the end of the show, just in time for the best part for, for Michelle magic to call car a loser. <laughs> that was pretty good. That was pretty good. <laughs> Don't forget his. And she said it. 
Uh, with such vitriol too just there was some there was some deep-rooted hate in the in behind that that was that was heavy (laughs) we struggled through hard watching him i didn't even mind antonio brown parts i was watching him yep he was worse than winston if that's possible oh man cringy yeah yeah that was crazy i'm kind of interested in the uh, and this doesn't have to be tonight j mike calm down but sometime in the future, maybe whenever the uh, the open bar <laughs> comes on on another Tuesday, I, I like the the office um, to com- uh, QB comparison. I really like that. I mean, I think I think you could really go deep with that too. Yeah, I love it. Could we do a whole show yeah. and just like literally do go down the line and say which office character is which and how bad do you wish that Jay Cutler was still playing so we can compare him to Stanley? Like he would be perfect. That's good. I just checked my email, 16 team super flex league. I saw a trade Cam Newton for Jacoby Brissett straight up. No way. I would take Brissett. I would take Brissett there. Wow. And a 16-teamer, too, so you can't really mess around with – you can't take a lot of risk at your quarterback. So that yeah. I think that was a convicted trade by whoever acquired Cam. Yeah. That team has to be 0-5, ready to just, like, wait till next year. I really think that team is just listening to the pod – I mean, to the to the live show right now. <laughs> what happened. They were like, man, let me go try this real quick. <laughs> yeah, but we told them to go get here come, here come all the Rodgers uh, Rogers for Josh Allen trade offers. Okay, well, we are going to jump back on for an office uh, office themed theme. episode. Yeah. Go uh, like let's make a roster of of Ooh, we can fantasy players. Makes the best roster. Yeah, and compare oh. them to their office counterparts. We could do a draft. How fun is that? Oh, oh there are so we're going to come up with something really. Fun. Yeah, it's going to yep. be lit. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, J. Mike, we could really? draft right now. Oh my gosh! I mean, Renshaw, friend of the show. Renny. My 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 October. <laughs> Rennie Pooh, uh my my grab bag alum brethren. Uh what's up, Renshaw? Uh the, the chat lit all the way. Apparently the chat got its second wind, uh, right as we're trying. <laughs> I'm telling the guests, like, hey guys, you know, we'll be respectful of your time. We're gonna be out. And then, of course, here we are lingering. We're not gonna um, be the office either way, so we're good. <sighs> Gabe, let's do it then. Um <laughs> It's gonna be fast. Okay. It's gotta be fast. Okay. Is it a, is it one round? Is it a snake? Two round? What are we doing? This is this is one. This is you. You shoot one shot. You okay. Get one shot. All right. Um, we can do this one of two ways. We can do the quarterback and office comparison, mm-hmm. or you can just choose your favorite character uh, as the pick. How, how do we oh, want to handle this? I do the quarterback comparison to a character. Quarterback comparison it is. Yeah. Oh, so 101 is going to be Scott. Uh, 102, Kate. 103, Michelle. 104, Gabe. 105, myself. That was a crappy randomizer. I hate <laughs> that. All right. Scott, it's on you. So I'm taking a quarterback and comparing it to my favorite office character, right? Yep. There you, go. you got it. Uh, so the first name that came to mind, I'm trying to think of a comparison for Jameis Winston because he basically just teases you 
every single week. Uh, he can be mm. absolutely crush your matchup and win it for you, or you just watch him and you wonder, you know, how is this guy in the league? So the first thing I thought was one of the characters I love from the office is Daryl. Uh, and I always thought no. there needed to be more. We needed more. We needed more Daryl in the office. Every time he came on the screen, I would always laugh out loud. So I kind of compare Jameis Winston to Daryl because I just want to see more of them. I want to see more of the uh, good performance. So Jameis Winston and Daryl, that's mine. Unbelievable. The unmitigated gall, the disrespect, the, um, the, the shade of you, Scott, to take Daryl from me. I am. <laughs> wow. Hey, you gave me the first oh. pick. This is such crap. <laughs> Anywho, that's yeah. I, he's really like he's it. really I upset like about this one. Okay. No, I'm not. I'm just I I, I've got a lot of theatrics going. But he's awesome. Anyway, I'm sorry. No, that's a good one too. Daryl, like you said, we needed more Daryl. He was fantastic. Yep. Okay. I'm I'm gonna reach a little bit, but like hear me <laughs> out here. Okay. Patrick Mahomes, Michael Scott. All right. No, it's reaching until you hear my my philosophy. So, I mean, Patrick Mahomes, the crap he comes up with just doesn't look like it should be successful, right? Like, (laughs) he should not be doing the things that he is doing because they are not smart. But guess what? They always work out which branch manager in Dunder Mifflin outperform like every other branch despite all the crazy crap that Michael Scott does. He literally has movie day, like movie day. And he still gets his- He's like really pumped right now. Yeah, because like Michael Scott, <laughs> he's a goof. He's like, he's ridiculous. He's fun for me to watch at least. And the things that he's doing, they should not work for productivity. But yet here it is, Dunder Mifflin Scranton, branch number one, baby. <laughs> Branch number one. Yeah. Love Mich- that. Michelle is on you. I, I, was, I, like I, I was gonna do James. No round of applause. I was gonna do James. Oh. That one was still on. I was gonna compare him to Creed because he's a creep. But um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I like that one. I think I have a better one. I'm gonna compare the the Jaguars quarterback situation to the HR department at Dunder Mifflin. <laughs> oh my God. You did not just fucking Toby Minshew. You did not just do that. But you have no, Minshew's Holly. Yeah. So you have Nick Foles, who's totally the Toby, where he's like, he's, okay, all right. like, it's his job. Cool. <laughs> and then you have Holly, who's all fun and funny and you love her, but she's actually really terrible at her job. Like she's making out in front of all of her coworkers. She does terrible <laughs> stuff. But people like Holly more. Holly is a Minshew. He's actually pretty decent, but he's boring. So he's the he's the bull. Yeah, she's literally sitting on Michael's lap, like stroking his <laughs> thigh while they're having a. a, a, a like, that's, that's not a thing. This is way easier than it should be. I don't think you're so easy to people. Y'all went back that to back. One. Like I kind of want you just to go, you two to go back and forth just on. Just keep going back and forth till, till one of them can't think of I'm one. I'm just kind of scared now. <laughs> <laughs> Too good. Don't mess this up, Gabe. Do not mess this up. We've got a good run right now. No pressure. Uh, all right. Well, okay. So I saw a a meme the other day. I, I believe it was Russell Wilson. Um, what was it like? If he was like a drug dealer in the hood, he'd be like, 
like, hello, hello, kind sirs. What can I get for you today? <laughs> <laughs> and that would totally fit for Russell, but it would also fit for Andy, I think. Yeah. He's just totally dweeby, trying to fit in, trying to be that guy. Um, but, you know, he's the QB1, so I guess there is that going for uh, for Andy. But uh, <laughs> just yeah. from the... The persona alone, just Russell Wilson just appears so dweeby and he's kind of Andy-like for me. Yeah, what did they say when, I, when when Aaron was like, tell me about Andy. And he's like, reminds me of Easter, not the snappiest dresser. Like, <laughs> Russell Wilson <laughs> reminds me of Easter. Like, I could totally Yeah, <laughs> there you go. That's really good. And and I, uh, yet again, I've been sniped on, on at this time, player, uh, because I was going to take Russell Wilson and compare him to Jim Halpert. Uh, just about how much of a, yeah, he, he's, uh, yeah, there's a lot to go with that there, but I'm obviously I, I have to digress. Uh, I am going to go, uh, I don't really love this one, but I'm, I'm reaching at this point. <laughs> I've got, um, uh, the, the, the great Ryan Howard, uh, who, who always thought, uh, he was more than he actually was. Uh, he thought he was mm -hmm. super cool. He <laughs> thought he, uh, had the greatest ideas. We all remember the epic tragedy that was Woofster. Um, and he was going to just take <laughs> yeah. over and kind of everything fell off the tracks for him. And then he I had to kind of right now because I'm about to shut this up. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> eventually, eventually he had to humble himself in the end. That's the way it had to go down. And I'm <laughs> Michelle, why, why are you still in my thunder, my child? Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm totally comparing Ryan Howard to Baker Mayfield because I think that what we're gonna have, <laughs> oh, <laughs> because what we're what we're looking at right now, this is uh, what we're looking at right now, was when Ryan like went off, was doing drugs, <laughs> was like just a mess, <laughs> just strung out on any and everything. And uh, just just crawling back to Michael Scott, like, please give me a job. Give me a job. Uh, that's that's Baker Mayfield right now. He is going to have to crawl back uh, to Todd Munkin's lap, uh, to, to Freddie Kitchen's lap. Please save me. Uh, this is or actually he's probably crawling back to Lincoln Riley. Like, please come save me. This is not this is not what I signed up for. Uh, life was really good in Norman, Oklahoma. I enjoyed myself. Uh, planting flags and the like, and uh, this this ain't it, Chief. So, uh, yeah, Baker Mayfield as Ryan Howard. I'm pretty I'm pretty proud of that one here uh, to, to close us out. Very right. well done, J. Mike. I'd like to buy three drugs, please. That was pretty solid. I gotta say, <laughs> well done. That was good. Well done. Well done, all. Wow. Wow. Well, good thing um, we watched The Office because that came out of nowhere. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. We were all all we needed was one of y'all. I don't know what Grease is. I don't know what The Office is. What kind of show is this? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that started off a little dicey. <laughs> came through. Um, all right, J. Mike, shall we then? I believe we shall, my brother. Okay, 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 whatever you say. I, I pulled 15 more minutes out of you, and that's all I can tell you. Pause. All right. Um, wait, 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 wait. No, no, no. We don't have to talk about them. I just want to point out some of the ones that were said in the chat. Okay. It's pretty, yeah, yeah. pretty good stuff. All right. Um, obviously, them? Renshaw hit us with a Michael Scott paper company, which that's just a great moment in time. Uh, we, we, we've got to go back to that. Uh, Renshaw also said, so 
Toby comes back like Foles does, or Foles is secretly a serial killer. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not sure which one of those things is true. Both. Uh, Trader Holy Joe. Shit. Yeah, probably both. <laughs> uh, TB12. Hitatoshi Hasegawa. Uh, I don't remember. Is that, is that the guy from the... The top uh, swordsman, right? Or no? I was thinking it was one of the guys from the... Uh, from the from the back, like where Daryl and them work in the in the uh, end. Oh yeah, it's the uh, the guy he used to be a servant. Oh shit, yeah, that he uh, killed yeah. so many men or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Okay. I was thinking it was that one called. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Who did he say it was? Who did he say it was? That was TB twelve. Uh, Tom Brady. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good one. Uh, that was really good. I like that. Low key. Um, Russ. Excuse me, Chris Allen hits us with <laughs> Russ. I'd like to buy three trucks, please. <laughs> <laughs> See, you're talking about Russell Wilson. Sure, <laughs> dude. Uh, I'd like to buy like three lot, drugs, please. <laughs> Cam Newton as Kelly Kapoor. <laughs> That's oh. fact. <laughs> mm. Fashion show, fashion show, fashion yes. show. <laughs> That's really good. Oh my gosh. Uh those were, yeah, that was it. Um wow. Yeah. Anywho, sorry, I had to get those off real quick when I saw no, those. I was good. Really good. good idea. Okay. <laughs> well done. Well done all. Yeah, very well done. Um, well, if you don't come into the live version of the open bar, you don't get the opportunity to, you know, be a part of live office QB comparison draft things <laughs> that we do at the end of the show. Um, so thank you to the chat that uh, uh, suddenly exists and um, for participating in things, giving us things to chat about, um, whether you are on YouTube or Periscope, very much appreciated. Um, we are now going to provide an opportunity for our guests to say things about themselves and, you know, what they have uh, going on in their lives, fantasy-wise or not. I don't, we don't care. It's the open bar, baby. Um, so we will finish how we started. Ladies, we will start with you. What have you got to say? Um, kick it off. It is well past my bedtime. Yeah, that's where I'm going to start. I am – did we get kicked off? Are we still no, we're the, we're the main screen. We're the ball blast, ladies. You want to explain where we are because you always yeah. do this part. We are uh, the ball blast podcast. Um, you can find us literally anywhere you get your podcast. We uh, we skipped this week's episode, but we are back. We release every Tuesday and Thursday. Um, our mics broke this week, so we're revamping our whole studio courtesy of that one broken microphone. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. we we're we're gonna ball out this whole place. Um, I'm on Twitter at FF Ball Blast. And I'm uh, at Ball Blast M, Ball Blast EM. You can find our work. Um, I'm writing over at Roto World and Roto Viz. I do the weekly trades column over for Roto World, um, Daily Dose on Wednesdays, and yeah. Flex article on Roto Viz every You Friday. still get to write that fun article. I know. I, I She's going to be up at three in the morning. I'm going to sleep like right now. But yeah, uh, come, come listen to our podcast if you get the chance. We're, we're fun over there. We yeah. try to have a good time. We don't always draft office. Yeah, we're, we're going to start doing that every <laughs> <laughs> That's so I have good. to add that second. Thank you all again for Joe. Yeah. <laughs> 
just extra you, you guys are extra busy and, and blowing up uh blowing up deservedly so 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 kudos to you guys uh, for sure for, for all of your yeah for all your success and such um and also uh, i must add um again at the midwest ff expo um when i first met you all it was um we, we had the debate between the black t-shirts versus the red t-shirts. And I believe that I was on Kate's team on this one uh, with the black shirts. Um, just, just want to make sure uh, that with, <laughs> with, with whatever the new design that comes out, whatever soon, or if you come out with any kind of office themed attire from, you know, <laughs> that might've been inspired from this episode, just please make sure it's black and I'll be happy to buy it. Uh, if it's red, I'll look at it. I might even retweet it, but I'm not going to buy it. <laughs> the red. Nothing but love, Michelle. Nothing but love. Yeah. The red. <laughs> I, don't, I don't need your love, okay? I don't need your Baker. Hate. I need Josh Allen and Baker Mayfield. She don't need your love, yeah. though. <laughs> savage. Straight savage. Uh, thank you, ladies, for coming on, though. It was a, sure. an absolute ball blast. And hey. we... we we will do it again. You know, you know what, J. Mike, we well, we've had Casey on before where it wasn't just a ladies night. But this is one of the few other times where we've had, um, you know, a ladies night of sorts integrating with the men. So, uh, <laughs> you know, something to be said. Absolutely. We, 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 we get to have a ladies night this, this year as well. So I think that we might be due for for, for running that back. Yep. Yeah. Indeed. All right, Two points, uh, on to the next, on, on to the next, um, Scott, Connor, Connor, Scott, I, I, I feel the vibe of like the, the Doug, Eddie, Eddie, Doug, shout out to our friend, Doug, um, <laughs> the, the two first name is just gonna, I swear that's going to get me next time that I say hello to you, but nonetheless, um, happy to have you. What have you got to say, my friend? It's Connor with an O-R. Just remember that because pretty much everybody spells it with an E-R and I have to correct them. So just throwing that out there. If you're searching for me, it's with an O-R. Uh, yeah, you can find me on Twitter at Charles Chill FFB. Uh, thanks for letting me chill with you guys on the open bar and Kate and Michelle. Uh, nice to finally talk to you guys too. And uh, you can check me on my podcast, which is the Dynasty and Chill podcast. So come chill with me. I usually drop it once a week. And it's really just some sort of observations from uh, the last week. I try to go real deep into uh, applic application for dynasty strategy more so than just, you know, weekly breakdowns on matchups and stuff like that. So check it out. Dynasty and chill podcast, really anywhere you find podcasts. And I think that you are good at playing fantasy football. Is this true? Yeah, I'm fantastic, aren't we all? That's why we're here, right? That's why we're the experts. <laughs> I don't know, man. I was looking. I was. I, I shared the tweet, um, and I went and tagged everyone, you know, and I went and followed you because I'm a smart person for that, and everyone else should go and do that as well. And then I, I looked at your bio, and you said you were a two-time FFPC champ. Is this true? Hey. Yeah. So I play. I play high stakes fantasy in the FFPC. Uh, so that's really where I. I kind of make my make my way. I would say I love Dynasty, but that's I guess where you would say the money gets made uh, in FFPC. So yeah, I've won a couple main events in uh, FFPC, and uh, usually go out to Las Vegas every year and uh, do the live drafts there. So that's always a blast. So yeah, shout out to FFPC. It's probably the best, uh, at least high stakes fantasy platform that's out there. So you Scott also have in a van in his garage yep. uh, by Big choice, time. not Top by not not by <laughs> not by any other reason, but simply by choice. 
You yeah, got the cash stash in the van. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so your handle also has a first name tag to it. Why is that? Scott Connor Charles. What's going on here? Charles is my middle name. So everyone knows oh, when I was a goodness. kid, called me Charles Chill. So that's where it comes from. Pretty oh, simple. Boy. Oh, boy. Perfect. Love it. Everything about me is pretty chill. Let's just say that. Okay. Okay. Big thanks. Um, Thank you. Thank you, Scott. Yes. Yep. Appreciate you. I appreciate, you know what I did appreciate is the, on tonight's show anyway, about the, the mention of uh, playoff schedules. Cause it, I mean, it's, it's week six now, but it's something to certainly take note of now, mm -hmm. considering what your, uh, your team is doing. If it's five and oh, if it's four and one, you might have to start thinking about those kind of things. So I appreciate that. And um, thank you for mentioning it. Yep. Um, Okay, J. Mike, uh, what, uh, what about you, man? Who are you? <laughs> Allow me to reintroduce myself. My name. Anyway, um, give us that song. Super, super. I love it. <laughs> uh, just thankful, thankful to be with you guys this evening. Thank you all again to our guests. Appreciate y'all for rocking with us. Uh, Kate, Michelle, Scott. Uh, this is truly, 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 truly a pleasure for me to be able to chop it up with you all and. Um, yeah, so thank you. Thank you very much uh, to everybody in the chat. Thank you all for uh, rocking with us as well. Uh, a lively, lively night in the chat to be able to talk through a lot of things and to close it off with something as epic as the office quarterback draft. It was, mm -hmm. it was good. Uh, you can find us on uh, podcasts pretty much everywhere. Spotify, Stitcher, Podbean. Yes, we're back on Apple Podcasts in a major way. Uh, this just search for us as the open bar, uh, the open bar podcast. Obviously, um, obviously, go please, please, please show us some love uh, by checking out the actual store, uh, the open bar dot store envy dot com. Did I get that right, Gabe? Yeah. And speaking of, let's we can we get the ball blast girl? I mean, off air, of course, we need the ball blast girls ad address so they can uh, share a shoe vol shirt to to wear because um <laughs> it it appears that michelle is is very much flexing the shoe vol brand you can you can find uh obviously you can find me on twitter at j mike check at jmic check you can find the show's handle at the open bar pod uh, on twitter and then you can find my main man uh, the host with the most, uh, the man with the bars, uh, the bar, uh, bar, everything. Mr. Bar Mitzvah himself, <laughs> Gabe Gearing, hashtag Gearing of all time at FF Man Bun on Twitter. Gabe, I appreciate you. Excited to see you in a couple weeks. Take <gasps> us home. <laughs> it's so soon, man. Ah, I'm excited. Um, open bar special, uh, whatever that night is that we meet up, you know, a little open bar special, just a little hello to Twitter. Be like, sup fam. We in here. Just go live and just we go ham. Here. I'm here for it. All right. Uh, no, this is great. This was absolutely wonderful. Um, we'll have to do it again sometime, possibly next week. Um, that will definitely happen. Right. J Mike. Is that true? Did I feel I like you're running out of guests. guests. You have to be running out of guests. Never, never that. It's just no. a matter of asking. And of late, I've been very, very courageous uh, in, in the face of in the face of a lot of no's. So I'm still, I'm still yeah. going ham. It's all good. All right. You, do you, do you scoop us bury yet? Do you scoop us? 
old Matty B. <laughs> uh, no, I'm still working, still working. <laughs> I don't know, man. Sliding okay. those DMs again. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, Bristol ain't nothing but like a, I don't know, 16-hour drive away. It's all good. That's true. Okay. OJ, when are you having him on? <laughs> oh, jeez. He might, he might actually accept, and that's that's a problem. <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, we we better get off with that. Uh, he might be watching. Okay, Scott, you can't, you can't just throw that shit out there. Um, all right, so uh, what else? What else? What else? What else? I don't know. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. Uh, the, J. Mike didn't mention Dummy Blitz, probably. I think he opened, uh, mentioned our store, but go and listen to the Dummy Blitz, part of the Dynasty Dummies and the, the Fantasy Funhouse Podcast Network. Dummy blitz, dummy blitz, yeah. Zach would be so disappointed right now. I don't know. I think I hit it. I'm done with you. Um, I will be recording intros. I I actually was today and then my microphone little literally broke I, I don't know if you were watching the broadcast but my my microphone broke uh so we'll see what happens from here on out as far as an attachment of how i can because I, I can't just hold the mic like this j mic and just spit bars i mean i could but it, i don't know not into that so Look for those. Thank you for asking me to do them for you. Much uh, appreciate that. Let's uh, let's get out of here. Um, is is uh, Michelle going to be back to cheers us? Is is she handling the dogs? What's going on here? She gone. She gone. Okay. She gone. Well, uh, we will double cheers for Michelle. Everyone else can uh, cheer. They don't want. Oh, okay. There it is. There's a cheers. 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 Uh, yeah. Boy, howdy! This was great. We're gonna we and we eclipsed two hours, J. Mike. I got you oh again. Oh, I got you again. <laughs> we will see y'all next week. Da 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 da. Doses. <laughs>